0: On episode 37 of Pixel Guide Tim opens a 35-year-old game. It's a McDonald's battle. Eric pimps out his Amiga 600. Cody pimps out his Amiga 1200. Tim gets his first ever drive. And Eric gets a new Dreamcast controller. (laughs) Pixelated farming. Tim gets shot down. Eric takes out the trash. One.
1: Another visitor. Stay a while. Stay forever. Welcome to Pickle Guy Day.
2: Featuring Cody, Eric, and Tim Drew. Now here are your hosts, Eric Nelson. And Cody Hoffman! All
0: right, ladies and germs, it's Cody Hoffman here, live and in person with Eric Nelson, who is also in the same physical space as I am. Yep. So to that, I say awesome. (laughs) 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 Applause.
3: It's nice to be back in the studio together.
0: Yes, it is. Enjoying beers and retro video game talk uh thank you for hanging out with us again your favorite uh bi-monthly three plus hour video game related podcast they just keep getting
3: longer and longer again (laughs) (laughs) we have to (laughs) divide them again so then it'll be once a week and then it's gonna be two times a week and they're gonna keep expanding we'll
0: take a poll do you guys prefer two four-hour episodes a week or a 10-minute episode every day of the month yeah we'll cut it up however we need to do it um Thank you so much. Again, uh, Pixel Guiden. we just two dudes that love to talk retro video games and all things retro-inspired video game. Um, hopefully you're a new listener. We're trying to get more and more people to listen to the show and join us on this fun little shindig. Spread the word. Spread the word. Tell a friend. Um, but like we like to try to do, I'm going to say try to do every time we start a new episode of Pixel In, we like to start with a few quick questions.
2: Quick Questions!
0: I've got the first one this time, Excellent, Eric. excellent. Um, we like to ask questions where somebody <clears throat> gives their opinion on something. This is more just a general to the universe question. Um, I did a topic last month uh, in my Cody's Corner segment where I just kind of talked about how I kind of have a bias towards the division of video games um, kind of pre-1985 compared to post-1985 because there was a gap there where games just in America had a crash and there weren't games for a while. Yeah, And so you kind of had Mario came back in 85 and became huge and then everything before that was your Asteroids and your uh, Defenders and your Pac-Man, right? right. Kind of simple arcade games. Yep. Um, so I always had a hard time going back to these older style games and it always confused me. Why on earth did classic arcade games continue to be released on consoles that came out 10 15 years later Mm -hmm. um, Every time I look through my Genesis game A few games pop out And I'm just like what on earth Um, Miss Pac-Man on The Genesis It's a good question It's a great port of Miss Pac-Man It better be it's a 15 year old game by the time they. And it wasn't like a compilation I get if it was like a Namco compilation It was just Miss Pac-Man Which was literally a I don't know if I can do the math on that But yeah 12, 13 year old game at that point Yeah and people must have bought it.
3: And so I have I have one main reason why I think this happened. We are looking at it through a lens of having every system known to man. I mean, we have 20 consoles or whatever, right? But back in the day, like when I had my Commodore 64 and I was playing games like, um, you know, some kind of Galaxian clone or whatever... I had to sell that machine to buy the next machine because I didn't have a ton of money, right? Um, okay. So when I went to upgrade to the next machine or whatever it was, I think what those companies are trying to do is say, hey, you know, let's tap into that. Like people who traded up, this is their, like back then I think that was your only console. So if you got a Genesis in there and that's all you have and maybe you liked Ms. Pac-Man... Then you're gonna go get Miss Pac-Man and put it on and,
0: and buy it for that machine. I'm sure I'm missing something. I'm not a marketing executive. Okay, I just don't get why that would be a good business decision and why people would buy that. But I'm wrong. I am wrong. It's, the game is out there. You can go buy Miss mm-hmm. Pac-Man on Genesis right now for a dirt cheap because there's a ton out there, which means a ton of people either bought it or else they made a ton. and
3: yeah i mean twitter is flush with stories of people that said oh man i should have never given up my sega master system for a genesis i should have kept it yeah and then i got the genesis and then or the nintendo and the super nintendo and i think that's why you see ports happening because people uh, people that aren't like us will only have one console at a time don't be elitist maybe two
1: (laughs) and,
3: and back then i didn't have the money either so i was in that camp yeah Nowadays we have everything, so you don't want to see this and that, but I think...
0: I, I, I even think back then, I was, as a kid, I never understood it. I had a... When I got my Genesis, and I saw yeah. that stuff I'm like, why would you buy... Is that, am, I, am I missing something? Why would you buy that? Yeah, um, And I get it, but I mean if you had
3: a favorite game, like man, I wish I could play Centipede again, even though I have a Sega Genesis. That's another
0: good example. Centipede got on a lot of new stuff too. Well,
3: yeah, I mean, what was I... I was looking through something the other day. Was it it might have been the Dreamcast and I saw Centipede on there and I'm like yeah, yeah, what?
0: I've got a Centipede on um Wii. But it's a it's a completely revitalized version of it, but
3: And most of the time though those will also have the classic mode. Yeah. Um I think people miss those games and they're not like us, they just have a Wii. So they're like, Hey, I remember that game. I'm gonna get it because I loved Centipede back in the day.
0: Yeah, just without it being nowadays it makes so much more sense. You have an anthology with like 10 games. Yeah. I could see that. Sure. But one cartridge, Mr. Pac-Man, 60 bucks. Yeah. On a 15-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard for me oh, to understand. Oh, man, and there was, some, there
3: was some consoles like the Atari 5200. I mean, that's all it was. What? It was all just ports of arcade games or
0: now I was bad get to versus that Atari point.
3: 2600 games.
0: I was going to get to that. Because he yeah. had the Atari 2600, which came out in 77. Yeah. And then the 5200 was like 81, 82. Yep. And they released all the 2600 games again. Yeah. But they were more arcade accurate. Yep. So at that point, okay, I got it. I get it to the point cuz people are like, I want to play as good as the arcade. Yeah. Even though it's a 5-year-old game, mm-hmm. now it's as good as the arcade. But then why on earth did Atari, and I know there's a lot to this, we won't unpack it all, but yeah. Atari made the 7800, and you go through my 7800, half the games are Pac-Man, Mrs. Pac-Man, Asteroid, the and same they flipping games and, they and, they and they're literally 10 years from when the game was made, came out.
3: And they don't look any better than the 5200 ones. And they That's don't look
0: what, any better, and they came out after the NES was already big and Mario was a thing. Like, yeah, there was a you huge thought this jump. was going to make you money. How now? Yeah, there
3: was a huge jump between the 2600 and 5200, so I get that. You're getting this added fidelity of these games, right? So yeah. you're like,
0: oh man, because I remember... And it was I, only 5 years, they weren't terribly... Yeah.
3: But it was a huge jump, the 5200, yeah. man. I mean, I remember getting Pac-Man and Missile Command going... These look so much better than the Asteroids was a
0: lot better. Yeah,
3: then you 7800 looks the same. I mean, it looked the same. The same. Yep. And with those classic arcade games, there's only it can only get so good, right? Because I mean, they're they are what they are. But the 5200 they looked just like the arcade games, so yeah. you weren't going to get any better. You just kept making them. It's just Atari's way of I think, cashing money. I mean, they're just like, yeah.
0: My point—it's just hard for me to understand how that was a, a thing people would get into, and yeah. be how marketing people would have known people. I mean, I miss—I missed it somehow. I don't get it, right. but I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. Proof is in the market. The the cartridges out there. Well, but. In
3: the last episode we talked about the Evercade. I I actually would like to get those cartridges that have the old Atari games, the Interplay, the—I don't know. I think it'd be fun to play them on there. Yeah, uh, you know, if they're not expensive, why not?
0: Now, this question you have for me, I'm, I'm, you're going to need to explain this one.
3: Yeah. So the question I have on here, and then I'll explain it a bit, is does VR with a retro theme interest you? And I saw this thing, and I, I, I'm not into VR, so I don't remember the details, but it was like you went you were walking through an arcade, and you could walk up in VR and play
0: oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. different
3: games. Now, there was also another one where it was the 90s, and you're walking through this '90s bedroom, yep. And you could grab like a console and play like a '90s game that yeah. is on
0: a console from them. But the whole time you're in the VR experience, you're yes, looking, you are. You're in that room looking at a screen. That is correct. So you're playing that game emulated on a screen in a false 3D space, right? Yep,
3: exactly. So the arcade machine you walked up to in the '80s themed one looked like an arcade machine. So it had a joystick, it had buttons, it had a CRT. I mean, it it in VR, of course, yeah. so it's not really, of course, but I mean, now listen, I'm not into VR at all right now, especially right now, I'm not into it one iota, so I don't know if it's good or bad, but it, does it interest you? Would you play retro games in, within the VR realm?
0: I am very interested in VR, and like I said, when they had that 199 sale for Christmas, I yeah. was asking everybody... Hey, if, if by chance that's something you're willing to get, that's really what I want. Okay. Uh, but it went back up and just got out of the price point for what I'm willing to pay for it now. But yeah, um, I really want to get into it. That concept seems like a fun one-off thing to do once. Or in a perfect world, if like you had it and I had it, I would love to have a multiplayer experience where we both go into arcade together. With the sights and the sounds, and we have avatars or whatever. Yeah. And one of us walks up to a game, and the other one of us is like hanging there watching. Maybe put a quarter on it. And then we swap back and forth and basically have that kind of arcade experience. And
3: we could chat. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun.
0: I would love that. But by myself, I'd do it once, and that'd probably be it. Yeah.
3: I think we're both kind of aligned on that. It would be neat to see those sit down. see the sit down ones in vr like see if you could get your avatar to go in there and oh yeah sit like down. a star wars sit down yeah, okay yeah, sit,
0: yeah or yeah. outrun or whatever you know what i mean and then uh while the other person is trying to watch you they have to shove their head in there and try and like to <laughs> bend their back and then they have to smell that vomit smell that's in every one of those yeah i think you
3: you're... replicate that in vr that would be something
0: <laughs> awesome eric yeah how can people get a hold of us well i'm or learn a little bit more about the pixel guide in i'm gonna call it a lifestyle eric well, the way that all the kids
3: are doing it these days is this thing called the interweb.
0: <laughs> oh, the interwebs. And the
3: interwebs, uh, it's like a series of tubes where you type in a name and something comes up and for us. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's kind of ex- like that. Exactly, right, Tim? Tim.
3: Exactly. Um, you could go to pixel di- blah, 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 pixelguiden.com mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um,
3: And if you want to go and find us on Twitter we are at pixel underscore guidance if you want to reach me Eric Nelson you can reach me at at project D-U-H project if you want to reach Cody he is at oddball one one well oddball but it's O-D-D-B-A one one four nine if you want to reach Tim Drew he is at sanction S-A-N-X-I-O-N you, please review us on iTunes or Apple podcasts as they call it these days um, you can go, you can email us at podcast at We enjoy the feedback. We really appreciate it. It helps us out a ton. Um, and I
0: think that is it. Well done. We also want to go ahead and thank all of our patrons. If you'd like to, uh, send a few bucks our way and help support the show financially, please go ahead and do that at patreon.com. Uh, in order to thank our patrons, we'd like to go ahead and do some little fun. We pull out our random adjective generator, and we go ahead and announce their names in a fun and freaky way. This time, we're going to the movies.
2: Coming this summer from Pixel Guidance Studios. An adventure that will steal your heart and will never let go. Starring the discreet Tim Drew, the rightful Jim Tessier, the obedient Henrik Lopel. The first, Gary Heather. The absurd, Dustin Newell. The dusty, Matthew Agnes. Rotten, Daniel James. The cautious, Josh Malone. The voiceless, Eric Sandgren. But the star-studded cast doesn't end there. Coming out of retirement, the silly, David Vincent. The wandering, ten-minute Amiga retrocast. The hysterical, David Modalak. The hallowed Roy Fielding, the abhorrent Mr. Toast, the festive Team Grey All the Way, the nifty Maciej Susnowski, and the ethereal Dan Heavy in Pixels to Die For.
0: All right. Patrons are awesome. Yes. Erica's awesome. What? Tim is awesome Are you crazy? Right, Tim? Oh, wait, I can't Hello, hear you Hello, guys <laughs> He's muffled <laughs> uh, Tim has joined <laughs> us magically through the uh, interwebs here And uh, he didn't get the memo from the 1950s But he's still afraid that the virus can be contracted through internet wires
4: Therefore, You mean not is- compy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Therefore, he's got a sweet surgical mask on He's got a built-in pop filter that's actually not a bad idea. No, it is funny. You actually, actually do sound a little muffled. I, it, it it does make a difference. But hey, Tim, how are things going over there?
4: Hey, everyone, it's all good. Thank you very much. I will. I will. Um, in the correct term, I will. I will doff the mask. Doff is that a term? <laughs> doff your yeah. hat. Does that have a silent U in it that doesn't belong there? It's 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 technically the terms are donning, which is putting on a mask, and doffing, which is taking off the mask.
0: I learned something today, Eric. Yeah, didn't you? I did. All right, knowledge <laughs> up. All right, well, we are at that point in the show where Eric and I drink beer, and Tim, I, I, what do you got today? Is it gonna be coffee in a Starbucks cup that's not from Starbucks again? No, it's not. Hold on, beer I need
4: time. Let me uh,
0: <laughs> let me hop up here. I can't. Uh, how do I unshare my screen? There it is. All right.
4: So this is by Brewdog, and it's zombie cake. Whoa! That, so that is unique. Yeah. Yep, Does it say what a, type of drink that is? Yeah, it's a praline chocolate porter. Praline. Yep, that's and it's five cool. percent volume, at um something like six o'clock in the morning.
0: <laughs> hey, that's the way we do it. Um, COVID doesn't care what time it is.
4: Um, do you, do you want me to do the quick read through on the bottle? Please do. So zombie cake dark forces are at work in this oh god i'm getting old obviously <laughs> obviously good praline porter toffee and chocolate and brains united uh, uh i know i can't read the rest it's just really bad i'm,
0: I'm <laughs> glad that you offered to do that though you know <laughs> Made for stunning radio
4: That's terrible. I can hardly read that.
0: It's a very unappealing sounding uh, title for a beer, but Praline Porter sounds
4: good. Yeah. Zombie cake, Praline Porter.
0: And pralines do look like little brains. (laughs) So that's something. Eric and I are drinking whatever you've got in your hand there, Eric. So I
3: picked this one out of the ones I bought because I bought a wide variety. This is um, a sixth anniversary beer from New Helvetia. It's Airship Squadron. It's a morning called Morning Launch. It is a biscotti coffee brown ale. He should be drinking this. We're
0: both having breakfast in, in <laughs> our beers for the morning.
3: Yeah, so let's uh, split this. Let's do that. You Go ahead and take half okay. of that, Cody. You go first.
4: I will. We're splitting
3: a, a
0: big boy. The tall boy. Okay, I'm
4: going to crack this one open.
0: I got to do this by feel here. All right, I'm ready to go. Ooh, that made a good noise. Um. Yeah, we got a great little battle coming up. I see Tim in the background on his monitors has both games, MC Kids and McDonald's Treasure Land, up and running just to uh a visual flair. And uh, I think we're ready, so cheers,
4: gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Boom. Boom. Happy Pandemic 2020.
3: <laughs> I appreciate the sacrifice you're making, Tim. Drinking pandemic beer.
2: 2020!
4: The wow! Sac-
3: the sacrifice drinking a beer in the morning—that's uh, I know. That's hard, commendable. Hard
4: times there. How, that's how is zombie really brain? It's really good. Yeah, really good. Is it very? Um, it's not quite as smooth as the millionaire, um, but um, still, still nice. Still more Pirelli. Sort of like, yeah, definitely getting that nutty taste from it. Very nice. Hey, it, Eric. It's it's a bit nutty. <laughs> I was waiting for it. It's a bit nutty. <laughs> it's a bit nutty. Oh man! It's nuts, man. Uh,
3: um, wow, this one's a little shock. I didn't expect it to be this
0: m- much t- to take, as you like to put it. Yeah, woof! It's a it's a meal. It is.
3: This is a thick beer. This is. Th- this definitely tastes like like coffee, and it says a biscotti coffee brown ale. That's that's quite a beer.
0: Yeah, and it's almost got... It's Actually, you can get a lot of hops in there, too. Yeah. It's like burnt coffee and hops.
3: It does taste a little like burnt coffee, doesn't it?
0: Huh. I don't get the biscotti, but... Yeah, I don't either. All right. <laughs> well, here's this just, one. Just it's just burnt a, coffee. Yeah, look at that, Tim. <laughs> it's got a cool-looking uh, can with a little airship on there. Zeppelin, if nice. you will.
4: Zeppelin, yeah.
3: I've had beers from this brewery, and this is... What intrigued me is this is a sixth-anniversary... Collector's six pack of tall boys, so all of them are different. So I just picked that one because it said breakfast on it. I did it in honor of you, Tim.
0: For Tim. Cheers. Cheers again. We're we're doing more cheers. 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 Yeah. Another bomb. All right. All right. So let's go ahead and rate these bad boys so we can move on with the show here and talk some retro video games. How was that zombie uh, beverage of yours?
4: Um, uh, Out of uh, 20 zombies. Oh, what a boring um, number.
0: <laughs> out of, out of uh, 47 zombies? What, yeah?
4: 47, 47 zombies, I will go with uh, 38 and a half. Really? Yeah. High praise. That's high yeah. praise. My mind's That's trying a good one. High praise. That.
0: It's like an 80%er, all right?
4: Yeah. That's my quick
0: yeah. math. Yeah. Uh, my airship squadron out of 47 uh Zeppelins Is Hindenburg too soon? Hindenburg's too soon (laughs) Don't go there (laughs) Uh, 47 Zeppelins Goodyear blimps (laughs) Goodyear. Hey, that's NASCAR territory Um, (laughs) I'll give it a 32 I'll give it a 32
3: Yeah, I I think I'm probably going to give it a 35
0: Alright Yeah
3: we're close on so that five, one. yeah
0: it's good not great yep simple enough well um i'd love to yeah. jump into our next segment except somebody hijacked my show notes tim do you need me to play some uh, game show music
4: uh well I, th- I thought we would do yours first and then do mine
0: <laughs> do mine for actually i do not have a oh i gotcha I didn't take it out. I actually do not have a game show plan because I saw that you have one here.
4: <laughs> so oh, right, you're, oh, you're okay. the show today,
2: Tim.
3: You're the game master.
4: Hang on, then. I it's put, only, I it's only this... really quick because because I thought you were just going to do another 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 quiz. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just turn the tables.
0: Oh, uh, that, that's that's um uh, yeah, turn the tables on me. I, when I saw that, I didn't make one, so that's my bad. I should have double checked with you.
4: <laughs> okay. So so We've should got, i start the music now yeah go for it
0: do you want to do an intro with a with exciting uh vibrato
4: uh, it's time yeah, for a game do. show it's time for a game show and this time we're gonna go with which games are not or are games on itch.io oh,
0: okay real real games or fake games on itch.io yeah, real okay. games or fake games okay i'm ready so I'm trying to select okay. the, the fake.
4: Yeah, So try 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 and select the fake. All so right. the first what first section is?
0: I'm excited. I've never been on this end of it.
4: <laughs> or, or as Tim okay.
0: would
3: say, I like the cut of your jib. Woo hoo!
4: So for, first section, you have got three choices. I was so hungry. How is I spelled? Uh As in uh, I. Just like one letter. Okay. Yeah, not EYE, yeah. I was so hungry. Duncan's Disgusting Food Competition. Manly Man Simulator. Which out of those three is not a game.
0: I got my choice. You gonna go first? Oh wait,
3: um, what was the middle one again?
4: Duncan's disgusting food competition.
0: Duncan's Disgusting Food Competition. Okay, I'm ready. Alright, I chose Manly Man's Simulator. Okay. As the fake.
3: I chose Duncan's Disgusting Food Emporium.
4: Whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: and it I can right.
4: exclusively reveal that, Cody, you are wrong. And Eric, you are right.
1: Wow. <laughs>
4: I did it. Point for Eric. Now I f-
0: understand what the failure feels like. It hurts. <laughs> it <laughs> it hurt. Hurt. It's, not, it's not fun, is it?
4: No. Feel that failure burn. <laughs> My eyes are welling up. All right. Okay. Second round. Are we All ready? All right.
0: We've got round. I love this. Yes.
4: Okay. So, first off, we have... Social Distance Simulator UK Edition (laughs) 2 meters apart Wow, social? Social Distance Simulator The UK Edition 2 meters apart Okay Ready for this one? Well, it's wrong already, it's 6 feet apart (laughs) Lesbian Space Pirates Dating Simulator Okay And finally this call may be recorded this call may be ready for your answers when you are guys (sighs) i'm ready i do i have to put the clock on you cody i am ready 10 seconds i am ready (laughs) okay this time eric first
3: this call may be recorded Okay, that's the one I pick as the fake. I
0: I chose the exact same one. This call may be
4: recorded, and I can exclusively reveal you are both wrong. No, no. (laughs) can you do me a favor, Tim? Next next time we're wrong,
0: can you say that we are the weakest link? Goodbye.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I can do that. Do you you want me to wink as well? Oh, oh, man. Uh, okay, so I'm okay. still
0: winning on that. All right. All right. So, All right.
4: So do you want to know the correct answer on that one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, or the wrong answer, even? They're, they're both wrong. <laughs> okay, so it's actually Social Distance Simulator, UK edition, two meters apart. All that right. was come, came from my weird warped brain.
0: Well done making it so obscure <laughs> that it had to be real. Good job. All right.
4: Okay, <clears throat> so final round. I need to catch up here. Okay, the only problem (coughs) is is I didn't do a tie-break question. Rubbish. No. (laughs) Well, you can think of one.
3: I bet you can think of one.
4: Okay. Um, So, last round then. So, we start off with Off the Wall with Randy Manpower and Potato Flombe. (laughs) Okay. Jerry Giraffe and the space alien went into town to buy a pineapple. Okay. <laughs> and hero human man pirate.
0: The sad thing at this point is that these don't like blow our minds anymore. Like these are yeah, these are yes, <laughs> of course this these are ever yeah. This is what people <laughs> <Yeah>. make.
3: <laughs> I already know my answer. Yep, I got mine ready.
4: I okay. All right. Ready, go. I picked Jerry, Jerry Giraffe. Giraffe. Jerry Giraffe. Yeah, you're both right on that one. That's a oh, point each. Oh, man. <laughs> that means
0: Eric just
2: won. Eric is the winner. One. Oh, man.
4: Kobe, do you feel that 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 fail? Do you feel that burn? I'm not sure if I can go on, actually. <laughs> I feel good. They might need to take a 10. I
3: feel, I feel good, guys. I feel good.
0: I want to know what your tiebreaker would have been. I know you thought of one in that time period. Uh... Baby Spice or Sporty Spice? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to yeah. be
3: game-related. <laughs>
4: Uh, correct answer is
0: Sporty Spice alright
4: okay guys that was fun hope you enjoyed that
0: I did I did and now it's time for Catching Up
2: Catching Up with Eric and Cody
0: this is the part of the show where we catch up
3: catching up um spelt but not Catching COVID. <laughs> it's Catching... I was going
0: to say it's spelled with the K-E-T-C-H-U-P, with, not yeah. cats up. <laughs> Catch up. Um, first thing I wanted to mention is that... Uh, we kind of mentioned this already, but Arborea 10 Mark. Yeah. 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast sent uh, Eric and I, and Tim, in a roundabout way. Ooh, yes. A little something <laughs> something. We got... Uh, Tim doesn't know about this, but we mentioned it last episode. <clears throat> We've got... Um, uh it's a couple of beers from tucson arizona we got some in television games and uh uh one of those games specifically he wanted to make sure we passed on to you with our next passage uh package to you tim um so don't go buy an astro smash anytime soon we've got one coming uh, okay cool nice yeah. thanks
4: doug yep what a legend
0: <clears throat> he is a legend um I wanted to go ahead and mention uh, I've been playing some Dreamcast, yes, love me some Dreamcast uh first I want to make sure you, you know i I did rock the uh the fishing controller you got me, Eric I'm glad you did love that thing yeah uh this time I played primarily Sega marine fishing, yeah, which I actually enjoy more because you catch a lot of different things mm-hmm. I played that one and it's a good one. it's so yeah. much fun and I do remember i when I was playing it, I totally remember playing that in college with when I had my dreamcast <clears throat> yeah. Um, and the call outs are hilarious because there 's so Japanese speakers trying to speak an American dialect, yeah, and it 's hilarious um <laughs> you caught another one um <laughs> uh, it 's great um you can catch uh, tuna, you can catch marlin, you can catch and they 're all just like magically commingling in this like ten foot deep part of water next to a cove, right you know Marlin just chill. Next to tuna in ten yeah. feet of water, um, <laughs> and the guy who helps you like lift up the fish is just this huge muscle bound guy who's so stoked for you. Uh, I love it, arcade fishing, and that thing rumbles. I mean, that thing's got some does. kick.
3: Yes, it does. I still need to get one. I'm gonna, <clears> go, I'm gonna find one here
0: pretty soon. So that one that you ordered for yourself never came in.
3: It never came in. So I'll get, I'll, I'll find, it. I'll get it
0: again. Did you just get your money back, or yeah, how, yeah? he
3: refunded it. Yeah,
0: man, I'll get it. what was his excuse? He didn't really get one. You blame the COVID? I
3: think it's. I think he was a store, and I think he sold it, probably. He had uh, it in his inventory and stole it. A lot of those stores do that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah.
4: So do you think he had it there just listed to hook you in?
0: No, I think he... Pun
4: intended.
1: Yeah. Oh! oh <laughs> good one. Yeah, oh, Trombone. Uh, <laughs> uh, I
0: also played uh, Hydro Thunder. I played a ton of Hydro Thunder. Have you played Hydro Thunder? Oh, yeah. Tim, have you played that on the Dreamcast? Like a boat, uh, boat racing game? No, I don't think it's one I've got. Um, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah, it's so fun! I um, love
3: Hydro Thunder. It's one of my go-to games when I boot up the Dreamcast. Like I, I, it, it's so, it's so smooth. Like I mean, I, I just love playing that game.
0: Yeah, I love Wave Race on the Nintendo sixty-four. Yeah, and it's kind of like that, but faster and with power-ups and uh, just kind of more going on. Do you have it? You have it, Tim?
4: No, oh. no, I've not got that.
0: Oh, it's, I, I, I doubt it's very much. It's pretty common, but did you play in the arcade? Uh, I th- might have, I might have, uh, but it's a, one of those you know classic Sega racers.
3: That's one of the ones that calls you from across the arcade. and goes Hydro, Hydro Thunder, Thunder!
1: <laughs>
0: um, and I say I will t- give you my money. Take my money. Yeah, uh, but no, I played that uh, from s- almost start to finish. There's one more hard level because you you get. Four easy levels? Yeah. You have to beat all those, then it unlocks the mediums. I beat all those, and then it unlocks the hards, and I almost beat the last one, um, but my goal is to play, th- and I want to complete that game, and I'm, I'm close, but this one hard level is kicking my butt. Um, you get all these different uh, boats as you unlock, too. You get easy boats, and then medium right. boats, and the hard boats, yep. and the hard boats are very hard to control, but potentially the fastest, um, so try to figure out what boat I like. For the most part, I can stick with the first easy boat you get the whole game. But this last level I can't get, so I have to, like, reach outside my comfort zone on boats. And then uh, the last one I wanted to mention uh, right now, uh, speaking of fishing, is I did finally play the Switch Rapala fishing game that I was talking about. Yeah. And uh, it's unique, it's different, but it's definitely, it's cool because you actually get to get in your boat and you have, like, tournaments and you go out to different parts of these real lakes, uh, including um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Was it? Lake, oh, I'm totally blanking on it right now. The goofy sounding one in, in uh, the south, uh, where they have alligator gar, like these really big, crazy fish down there. Like Lake Okotobi, something like that. Nah, uh, it's like an Lake idiot. Lake Obi-Wan Kenobi. Something like that. Anyways, and uh, you can get all these different, and it's, it's, a, it's a brand tie-in, which we've been talking about. Yeah. McDonald's and uh, six good games. Um, but it's all uh, it's Rapala. I always say Rapala, but I guess it's Rapala. That's how they say it all their lures um so you're catching all these fish and depending on which lure you pick you can catch different types of fish and you go to different areas of the lake where they hide and you kind of learn it and it, i'm having i'm having a blast it's not as arcadey and as exciting as uh sega marine fishing though yeah but but it was fun cool so my pico 8 update
3: uh there was a new game released called pico driller
0: oh and, yeah there was
3: and there's also bubble bubble and UFO Swamp Odyssey, which uh-huh. you and I both played.
0: I played all these first of all.
3: Okay, sure, and so have I. In fact, Pico Driller made me update my Pico Eight because I've tried to play it on my on my handheld retro flag. Yeah, and it was like, nope, this is the old version of Pico. You're going to need to update. So, so
0: I've run into this twice already since putting my Raspberry Pi keyboard together. Yeah, uh, yeah, because people are updating their when they're developing. Yep, they're updating their version of it. So as soon as The version changes. They have to change their version, and now the project they're working on naturally works in the new version.
3: They want to use the new features of the new version, so they add the new... Because you can still write games that are older, and the older games will still work on the new Pico 8, but if you use any of the new features of Pico 8, it won't work. Yeah. So I had to go through all my devices and update my Pico 8, which took me like 10 minutes. I mean, it wasn't a big deal.
0: I really don't... I mean, maybe I don't understand it right, but it would be really nice if just in Pico 8... Instead of typing Explore, yeah, go to the Explorer. You could just type Update.
3: Or if there was a feature in Explorer, like uh, on the menu, it said, "Hey, update Pico Eight. Yeah, that, that would that be too. that would be pretty cool. Check
0: for updates. Yeah,
3: Um but so just to go through these quickly, Pico Driller is a copy of Mister Driller.
0: It's amazing.
3: Which it, it is amazing, and I on inter- Intermediate I've almost beat it, but it is really hard on Intermediate to to get through it. But I've I've gotten. Right to the end, like of intermediate, and I've, I've almost it beat it.
0: Feels identical. It's just as good as the PlayStation one, like yeah, and, and the Dreamcast one that I grew up on.
3: It's amazing. It's a, it's a beautiful game. I, I I play the Dreamcast one all the time. I love that version. That's my mm-hmm. favorite version. Uh, Bubble Bubble is fun to play. I mean, I, I have no complaints.
0: Also, really good. Surprising how accurate it is. Yep, yeah, uh, I
3: love it. Now, UFO Swamp Odyssey is kind of a interesting game. Um, It it is a nice little game you can finish. I think I finished it in about half an hour. Yep. Um, It is a little Metroid kind ofvania. Would you? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, Where you're a guy and you're running around collecting, I don't forget what they are, little things around the screen. Little coins. Little coins around the screen. Uh, But you come across and you upgrade your weapon and you...
0: Get new abilities that allow you to access new areas. It's it's a straight Metroidvania, uh, but single. it's on one map yeah i guess one yep. um you're in one area but what
3: i love about it ufo swamp odyssey it takes you a half an hour to complete the game tim do you understand what we're saying a half an hour you don't have to <laughs> spend hour. you don't have to spend 40 hours on a game you can that, spend that forty minutes on it. That's, that's
4: right up my strata <laughs> tim, uh, tim i don't think we've asked
3: you do you play pico eight games
4: not yet do you even pico eight bruh dude I, you know, i'm i'm I'm, I've been waiting for for something to I've actually get into in this. <laughs> for the
0: hate. See if we're on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I just got flagged because I sounded yeah. just like Michael you know, McDonald. I, there was no, I, I I was
3: looking around thinking. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where am I? Am I at a concert?
0: Until you heard Pico Wait, and you're like, "Oh, it was Cody. It was Cody."
4: That would be. That would have been a copyright hit right there. Exactly. Yeah.
3: That's what, <laughs> that, I, I, And I'm not joking. This is one reason we can't go on YouTube. We got too We'd many have to cop- change a lot of things. Ding, of ding, ding. <laughs> we just get copyright <laughs> and bounce left and right.
4: Um, Um, so so what's what's um you say bubble bubbles a good version it is what do you think it's actually closest to is it closer to the arcade or more the computer conversions
3: Uh, more computer conversions i'd compare it to something like the Commodore 64 version probably
4: yeah 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 which is which is a damn fine version
3: it is a very very good version but this is actually really pretty decent um but Pico Driller, I'd give a little nudge to Pico Driller being so much more accurate. That's not that's not it. No. That, 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 I played that that's game too, it. it is fun, but that's not
0: it. That was fun. Um,
4: but, that might yeah, be. That, Double I think that's I'm it. really looking forward to playing some Pico 8 stuff.
0: Well, that's what's so cool about it. You can just flip around and not feel guilty because you can go in there, play through two or three games in a couple hours, and you didn't skip around. I mean, you skipped around, but you played the games. Yeah. Um, why does this game that's, keep coming up?
3: That's not it either. Because it was the only game like Bubble Bobble before Bubble Bobble came out.
0: Ah, uh, it's, it's so good. Um, yeah, um, it must not yeah, be called this this Bubble is Bobble. Is a Bubble Bobble-like yeah, game. There was, was one bubble down bubble. at
3: the bottom right there. Bubble gets unofficial Pico Eight D Make. Yep.
0: I want Tim to see this because it's. um... Oh, internet's awful. There you go. There well, there's is, pictures. There, oh yeah,
4: that looks good. Yeah, I think I have seen some pictures on Twitter for that. But yeah, that looks good.
0: I've played it, and
3: like on my first try, I got to like probably level twenty because I'm I love Bubble Bobble. I've played it a lot. Um, it's it's uh, it's a it's a fantastic version. So do
0: you know what what's fun about the UFO Swamp Odyssey game? What is that? So there it was a competition. I think it's still ongoing. And basically, it kind of like we at Pixel Guide and use the random adjective generator to to, yeah. to make an adjective for each one of our patrons when we announce them. Um,
3: oh, yeah. The, Tim's showing us Bubble Bubble on the 64. That's the C64 version.
4: On tape. Here on I can, tape. I played the actual game a, for Tim. Which was the recipient of a Zap gold medal and a Commodore user screen star. So
0: I'm just going to actually physically play the game here on the computer so that Tim can see it.
4: <laughs> so this is... Uh... Hey, Tim, so check
3: this out. This is UFO Swamp Odyssey. I'm
0: trying to remember where the where the shoot button is. Um,
4: that looks really cool.
0: It, yeah, it's good. Um,
4: just love this, this graphic style on the Pico 8. It's yeah, just and it's so kind of nice, forced on
0: things, which is a, in yeah. a good way. Yeah. Um, look, I mean, look at that parallax scrolling,
3: scrolling in the back, Tim.
4: Yeah. So good, isn't it? <laughs> So what's Eat cool your about heart this- out Shadow of the Beast.
0: <laughs> yeah, so there was a a, a a tournament, in fact you can see it right down here. It was called the RND Game Jam twenty twenty, mm-hmm. which is I think random game jam. So basically, uh, developers would go on there, hit a button, and it would select like three words and they'd be randomly generated, and you make a game based on that randomly generated phrase oh wow so he made his game based on ufo swamp odyssey UFO Swamp odyssey, which actually turned out pretty well yeah it looks awesome but some people are making some games on some really weird uh really weird sounding stuff um so
4: anyways it, banana joe coffee yeah
0: yeah it's, it's, yeah exactly just weird stuff which still sounds less weird than the actual games that tim found on switch.io but That's right um yeah no those are all great yeah ga- i mean i i've i've, I've I will also tell you that uh, that Mama's Baking, what was it, Mama's Hot Buns? Yeah. Game on the Pico-8, still by far my favorite game on the system. It's so good. I play it all the time. Uh, I've, I've completed everything now. I've unlocked everything. So oh, wow. I played it to completion, which on that game, it probably took me four hours. Okay. Four hours on a Pico-8 game.
3: I've been playing one called Combo Pool a lot, and I really like it. It's You basically bounce these balls around. Not They're not pool balls, but they're... Yeah, and you you basically shoot them. You you change balls into different colors. Your goal is to is to combine those balls to different colors, and you, there's like a chain reaction. Oh,
0: that looks good.
3: Um, and I beat this the very first time I played it. I beat it, and I was like, oh, well, okay, that's kind of easy. Every game I played after now. that, I I've, I I I failed. Near it. <laughs> so I got lucky my first time, I guess. But um, it's challenging, but it is a blast. That bar on the top, that it, it moves. If you don't, you got to keep matching balls. If you don't, that bar fills up and then you will lose. And it gets very hectic. So, like, so you know, you always start out with that kind of black and gray ball. You have to knock other balls, though, into the actual competing colors. I okay. Mean, so you have to match. See, those two reds went together. And now that blinking one, if you can hit that one, it disappears and you clear that level. Oh, hmm. uh, it's a fa- This is a. F- I love this game. I don't know why. I haven't tried that one yet. I, haven't, I, haven't I
0: play it a lot. Pico 8's cool. Make sure you have a way to play it.
4: Yeah, Go Tim, you got to get into Pico Eight. I mean, it's. I am. I am. I'm wait- waiting on something to get into Pico Eight.
2: I've been waiting.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I see it over here, Tim.
0: Yeah, it's behind you. <laughs> I see it. Um, <clears throat> in fact, when it came in, uh, it was one of those awesome things. I've never experienced it until now, where Amazon straight took the box and put the sticker on the box and shipped it. Yeah. I've, I've don't never like had happen that happen before.
3: I don't like that because the boxes get damaged a lot.
0: So the box looked okay, but I heard something rattling in there. So I did open it up, Tim, and uh, the things that are rattling in there were supposed to rattle there. It's not broken chunks, so okay. we're, we're good. Excellent. Um, Tim, you had a nice little haul, apparently.
4: Yeah, I got some C64 games. Can you switch back over, Cody?
0: Yes. Uh, no, I'm too busy uh, doing my own thing.
4: <laughs> I think that so, does yeah, it. The, I just got... um. Right. It's, there was a few uh games there on we, that's better hmm. the, the, yeah there was a few uh auctions go. on ebay that i was watching and um uh, yeah I'm, I'm sure other people do it anyway but one of one of my little things is i i look for um words misspelled on ebay um so yeah, like the yeah. spelling of commodore and things like that and, uh, yeah, so there was, and yeah, yeah that's it or comma <laughs> adore yeah um <laughs> I've, yeah
0: i've done that <laughs>
4: <laughs> um and there, there was a couple of auctions for some uh 64 games and uh within them there was a few little titles that i didn't have so that that was really nice and i got those at quite a good price um but yeah here's i mean there's there's a few here that i've got
0: oh tapes i see tapes oh wow! <laughs> so yes yeah,
4: it's, sort it's all tape stuff
0: it's funny because um, tapes are hard to come by around here you don't see tapes I saw
3: there was a game in there, Tim, called Streets of London.
4: Yep, yeah, I was just about to show you that. So there's that one which I haven't had before, which is Suicide Express. Okay, Do you that know about that awful. one? It's actually a pretty good game. <laughs> yeah, um, I've never, it's it's I've, I've, I've never the heard subject heard of that like. matter.
0: <laughs> so okay. Suicide
4: Express was okay. one of the most disputed games of the Commodore sixty four. It actually got three different versions. So there's Suicide Express, Loco and um what was the other one black thunder it was uh released by three different companies and they had three different sets of graphics in the game um so there's loco suicide express and black thunder so if you want to check those out and you'll see that the gameplay is pretty much all the same just with different graphics released by three different companies so i've got that one and i've got black thunder i've yet to get loco um uh, Felix in the factory, no relation to Fix It Felix Ju- Fix It Felix Junior. Oh, but that game's so good. Oh, it is. That game is so good. <laughs> <laughs> is so good. Uh, there's Streets of London. There you uh, go by nice. Sup- Super Soft. I've been looking for this one for ages. Is that a picture of like- a,
0: a woman beating a thief off with her purse?
4: Indeed, it is. That's typical London.
0: <laughs> that's what I. That's what I've seen. Hey says, "So Tim,
3: we have a pub downtown called Streets of London.
4: We do. Excellent. Yeah."
0: And it's typically uh, just a bunch of middle-aged women beating, yeah, thieves with purses. It's accurate. Froggy, uh, another
4: another uh, sort of like uh, frogger clone, I guess. Froggy, um, but these these ones are quite you know uh, uncommon. Um, and then there's Space Harrier by Elite on the oh, wow. How does that look on the Commodore? Uh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Trapdoor, which is a nice one. I don't know if you guys have played that one. That's well worth it. I've heard I know, of it. Um, Eric, you might know that one because the Amigos covered that on the Spectrum, I think, on um, R. Sinclair. Now, actually, why is that case so huge? Um, well, a lot of the 64 stuff comes on the double cases. So, so this, two this cassettes is way of the Tiger. Yeah, and this one is actually two cassettes. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, because cool. it's one of those awful multi-loads. Um, One of the world-class leaderboard add-ons. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. So that's extra courses.
0: It makes you want to get an SD2 IEC.
4: (laughs) (laughs) From uh, the eightbit 8 (laughs) bitcom Just to get into the American mood. For the I played that a lot
3: (laughs) back in the
0: day.
4: Yeah. So just just imagine loading that off tape.
0: You said you like uh, American football, right, Tim? Yeah, I do, yeah. So you do understand the reference fourth and inches?
4: I do indeed, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've been following American football since 1988.
0: Now, to be fair, I, on the other hand, still don't understand how, uh, in European football, the clock just goes up. Yeah. (laughs) I don't get it. Sorry. It never (laughs) will. <laughs> never never will never understand the yeah. game end i don't know yet
3: i figured do they don't know yet i figure there they'd call it fourth and centimeters Four.
4: <laughs> I think fourth in millimeters <laughs> so yeah that that's um just a a, a little haul of 64 games nice
3: though uh, that is really cool i like it that you uh collect those tapes um,
0: i, I yep. wish i mean because i know the tapes are only a, a few quid each right A few bucks each.
4: If there is something like. Depends depends on what it is. I mean, like that one there, that Streets of London, yeah, I was really lucky to get that one because if that was to sell separately in a proper listing, that one would probably go for about 30 to 40 pounds.
0: Wow. (whistles) See, but that is what I think is cool about what they have over there is, I mean, I. I don't collect Commodore 64 games physically because they take up a lot of room over here, first of all. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to get out the disk drive because it's all disk based. And then the boxes are huge. Um, and they're expensive. But I would, if it was cassettes, I would probably just buy, for a buck or two, I'd buy cassettes and just line them up. And I mean, they, yeah. they don't take up a lot of room. They have cool artwork. Um, I don't need to load from the tape to want to collect them.
3: Back in the day though, the tapes weren't that popular here. I mean they no. were they were around, but they weren't that popular and there certainly weren't like the budget scene here. Um, so I, I, I that's one thing that really drew me into learning about kind of the European and UK experience was that it was so tape heavy. I found it very interesting. I, I love the packaging. I and I had I had games on tape. I mean when I had my VIC twenty, I bought a bunch of games on tape because they were inexpensive. But by the time yeah. the Commodore 64 came out, I mean, everyone was buying 1541. So most of the games were on floppy here.
4: That's it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 in my section that I've done this month, I cover a little bit about that sort of stuff as well. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, again, the, the, the uh, podcast listeners can't see this, but pretty much all of the stuff that's behind me here, yeah. that's pretty much all Commodore 64 stuff.
3: Yeah, that's amazing.
4: Commodore sixty four tapes, and that's that's just the the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> but anyway, yes.
0: All right, through the magic uh, again of editing, I magically ran downstairs and got a beer, and here we are, Eric, with two fresh new beers. Yep. Uh, I went ahead and got myself a new keg, and so uh, Eric and I are poured a fresh frosty glass of Alaskan Amber, and Tim, uh, looks like you are done with your beer.
4: Yeah, I'm finished with mine, so I'm back on the coffee, guys. Back
0: on the so coffee. Cheers. So, cheers again. Cheers. Boom. Oh. It's a beautiful color. It's a Bobby Dazzler. This is a
3: real Bobby Dazzler. It's a it's bit a nutty. Bobby Dazzler.
0: There's only two British things I <laughs> can, can you, really can, say what, in a British can, accent. <laughs> what, uh, can you say something about the governor? <laughs> Freshen your drink, governor.
4: <laughs> All is right, that pretty it's good? A, a Bobby Dazzler, governor.
0: Uh, on a scale of one to thirty, uh, street urchins, what did how good did
4: Eric sound there? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Eric, Eric's got it nailed. <laughs> Perfect, I like it. I'm proud of you. Thank Eric. you, I
3: appreciate that.
0: Tim, <laughs> Tim's got a goodie, as he likes to call it, to open yes. up.
4: There we go, Look at look, that. that Amazon Prime Fresh box, ready to go.
0: All right, not All just a right. company called Prime. Apparently, there's this okay. uh, company called Amazon. <laughs> A little company. I don't know if they've made it to the US here. Speaking of US, I'm sorry to stop everything right now. Uh, This is really important to me. Tim, how on earth do you still have an AOL email address and why is America online in England and why? What? All the questions. (laughs) I have so many questions.
4: AOL has always been in England um, from, let's see, uh, that account that I've got, I've had since 1995. Yeah. Um, Yep, so we've had AOL Probably since 1994, maybe maybe a little bit earlier than that um, that's my second AOL account. my first AOL account was a business account just before that one but um, that one went with a previous company. I feel that like I that's
0: before. when AOL like stopped over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. It's not All called right.
4: it's not called the colonies online. <laughs> no. uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's it's not really going as a as a as a proper service anymore. It's just literally a website, and they and just basically do advertising and rubbish off of it. But it's just a, an email log on point for me. But I've had that address so long, I just keep using it. I've got a million other eight, I, <laughs> email addresses, but that that's the one I just kind of use for my w- personal stuff.
0: I wish I could one up you right now and tell you about my CompuServe email address, yeah. but. All right, Tim. What did uh what did the prime fairy bring you?
4: Are we ready? I'm ready. ready.
0: Big PC engine graphics
4: graphics graphics.
0: Mini. Ooh, I like that. Mini. Mini. You got the core uh, core graphics. That's shipping now.
4: Yep. It's, to him, it is. Actually Not to us. Over here now. So yeah, I was quite surprised. I got um an email. I think it was on Friday from um amazon obviously um to say oh it's here it's ready to go you're gonna it's gonna get shipped so it was shipped on the friday and got to me on the saturday and it's been sat in its lovely little prime package waiting for me to unbox it on the video or on the podcast right now so awesome. there we
0: go. it looks lovely as they say i want to see uh physically so how I it's just do different a quick
4: read through of some of the games sure give us some hi- they're all highlights give us some highlights, they're all highlights. so we got the kung fu I don't Ooh, the kung fu the kung fu yeah so i think these are some of the japanese games galaga 88 fantasy zone which of mm-hmm. course we've covered which is cool dragon spirit um dungeon explorer Newtopia. yeah utopia. utopia um ease one and two uh, super darius superstar soldier which is absolutely brilliant um Two's on there as well excellent good good oh Brandius. nice um, Bomberman '94, uh, oh, Snatcher. That's a good one. Um, our bomber. Uh, what's this one? Bomberman Panic. Snatcher, Panic Snatcher on there is Panic Bomber. Have we? Have you played that one, bon- Bomberman Panic Bomber? Before? No, I've never heard of it. No, I want to say I loaded
0: it up, but the... I don't remember it. Snatcher is a big Again. one because that that's one that goes for. A, it's a CD based game, and it goes for a lot of money. Yeah. And um yeah. It's supposed to be amazing. Hmm. Visual novel type of a game.
1: Yeah.
4: Um, and there's some uh, Turbo 16, so Power Golf, Motor Raider, Dungeon Explorer, Blazing Lasers, Splatterhouse, Space Harrier, um, Ease again. So obviously that must be the uh, the English language version. Uh, Parasol Stars, Ezonk, uh, New Adventure Island, Bomberman 93, and Lords of Thunder. Thunder. Lords thunder. of Thunder. I love that game. That is so cool. Uh, rock hard but absolutely brilliant so there we go so we, we open it up
0: and, and we quick... might have pilfered a little of the music from that game for our intro but we won't go there <laughs> another reason we're not going to be on youtube exactly yeah let's see what it looks like i want to see uh i want to see how many this thing is
4: so this this one comes with the turbo pad so obviously i can now play uh, fantasy zone properly
0: yeah the uh <laughs> is it what's the white one called what are they call that? the the white version
4: the white one the pc engine yeah yeah so there's there's the core graphics okay it's actual so it's it's mini 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 mini.
0: but the white one the white one didn't come with the turbo buttons the the mini the white mini did not come with the turbo buttons
4: that's right yeah that's right yeah so there is the proper pc engine yes and it looks identical except white
3: yeah and look at the size comparison
4: comparison. they're almost the same size there's not a lot in it is there it's probably only about sort of like 10 percent if even that's crazy yeah yeah
3: that really is almost like a just a reissued modern version which is amazing if you think about i i just blows my mind it's blowing my mind up
0: yeah, I've because I, I, I don't have a Core Graphics yet or a PC Engine, mm-hmm. so I've always thought about getting one of those. Yeah. So at this point, I'm thinking, do I want to get just the real one and just put my EverDrive in it? Because that's more or less the same thing. It is the same thing. That's what I have. Or do I want to buy the mini version of that and then uh, be limited in games unless I hack it and do that stuff? But they do have cool menu systems and save states and things built in. They do. So there's And then some CD games, which I can't play without.
4: I recommend exactly. getting both. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd go with Eric on that as well. But if you're going to go for one or the other, I think probably the Mini is the best because it's going to play the CD games as well.
3: Yeah, that's um, true. That's a good point. The,
4: if you want to play CD games on the real thing, you've either got to have like the CD unit or you've got to have... A Turbo um, Duo or... The the Super SD system, which is this one by Terra Onion. Oh, you got um, that? I didn't know you got that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's... um. That's two hundred and fifty. Yeah, bucks, that's expensive. Pounds,
0: just yeah, but just you got the you got the mini now, so you can just ship that to me. You don't need it.
4: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a no.
0: <laughs> that would not be a Bobby Dazzler.
4: Um, okay, that is cool. That's, that's my unboxing.
0: We're moving on from that, I suppose. So, uh, just quick update: uh, I did play Farm Simulator 2019, which I was so excited for. Yeah, not as uh, exciting as I was hoping. Farming isn't <laughs> exciting. Are you crazy? It was like watching grass grow. <laughs>
4: um, you didn't enjoy <laughs> sowing your wild oats,
0: except it was wheat. Uh, yeah, it actually ended up being an over-the-shoulder, like 3D. Uh, uh, everyday life chore simulator yeah I, a walking simulator it looked I, I felt like if I was able to take enough time to to start a farm and fail forward yeah and then start a new farm and get a little further and fail forward and get there it'd probably take 10 20 hours to finally figure out everything you're supposed to do and I just that you know I don't have that kind of time it's like the Shenmu of farming I had never played the Shinmu, so I'm not sure, but sure,
4: I'll go with that. I, I've not played that either, is it? I thought it was meant to be really good, Shin
3: Shenmue. Shenmue, well, p- some people love it. I was like, I'm just walking around.
0: I think it was ground baking back in the day because it was such a large world and mm-hmm. you can interact with everything. That's right. But nowadays, you can do that in a lot of games, and so now it's just like, oh, you can do a yeah. whole bunch of nothing.
4: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Anyways, Farming Simulator, it did seem cool. I loved how they had tons of branded stuff. Yeah. And you weren't just located on your farm. You could literally, like, get in your Ford F-150 and drive to the store to buy seed and then drive and go buy a combine and then drive back to your house and, like, hire people to, like, work the farm but tell them what to – it it was really in-depth. And um, you actually had to, like, put the grain in your grain elevator, then put your tractor, back it up with a, a cart in the back to fill the grain in, elevator into that, then take it to the market to sell it and – um. I guess fun digital tedium, wow. <laughs> but <laughs> it was worth a shot. I'm glad I didn't pay for it, and uh, but um, I could see my if I had you know if I was younger I'd probably get really into it. Yeah, to be honest, but
4: it's one of those um, games where you need a lot of time to waste, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. Uh,
4: my Amstrad. Uh, first of all,
0: uh, I don't know if I am going to talk about it later or not. Let me jump jump ship a little bit here, Uh, Tim. I'm going to move my computer so you can see. uh, The Amstrad is up on the wall there now. I don't know if you can see it in that picture or not. There ish.
4: Yep. Yeah, I got it. Yep.
0: So, and you'll see now. I also have the small 48K ZX Spectrum on the wall. Yeah. Next to the next to the next Next, pun intended.
4: Next. Next. next.
0: And I got my Pi up there. I got my Atari 400 up there now.
4: I love uh, that Atari keyboard on that one, on the 400.
0: Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> um, so, I've got my Amstrad. I still haven't been able to work anything on it yet. And, uh, Not yet. Uh, Tim's sending me uh, a couple of adapters, which are part, apparently are unobtainium. They're very hard yeah. to get a hold of. Yeah. And the people that make them aren't, aren't making them right now. Uh, so, Tim's going to help me out and sell those to me so I can make this thing work. And 3-inch discs. They be
4: on their way today.
0: So, two things I did. First of all, I ordered an M4, which is uh, the really cool all-in-one SD card slash Wi-Fi slash Tim probably knows more about it solution. Okay. I haven't um, heard of it. Yep, which works for the Amstrad, so I can play all the stuff on it and and do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then the other cool the other weird thing about the Amstrad... Oh, where did I put that? I have to go find it. Uh, is the Amstrad has... 5-volt DC power input, which is a female receptacle, so that you have to supply that for the computer. And Tim discussed this on on two episodes ago. And then it's got this weird little pigtail with, like, six inches of wire uh, that is, even though it's a male connector, you plug it, I guess it goes into the Amstrad monitor, if you have one? Yes, correct. And that monitor supplies 12-volt DC to the Amstrad to run the disk drive. So, Mm -hmm. I went out and bought a project box, a plastic project box, and inside of here is a Meanwell 2 voltage uh, transformer that okay. gives me 5 volt DC and 12 volt DC and I built my own so you can, I got my box here I drilled a whole bunch of holes in the top for so air can get out I got my power in the back I just happen to have this like switch laying around I, I got a t- little...
3: Show that to Tim up there
0: <clears throat> Yeah, it looks really good Yeah uh, it's got a green LED on the front, which just it looks very connected. professional.
3: I mean, you did a good job on that.
0: Oh, yeah. thank you. It's, it's awesome. So it's the, a real
3: Bobby Dazzler. It,
0: I would say Bobby so. Um, oh Let's order one for the Gumna. <laughs> good, good gracious. <laughs> uh. So, the green light is kind of cool because it connects to the 5 volt power supply. Yeah. But 5 volts is too much for an LED. So, I had to put a 470 ohm resistor in line with it, which I learned you put on the Cathode rather than the anode Anyways I got it working And then I cut up some wires So that I have A short female connector That connects to the 12 volt And then a longer 5 volt So once these are both together They're both about the same length Okay. Um, And it's also I'm going to double check it before I ever plug it in Which I haven't done yet Because I don't have a way to connect it to a monitor But one of these is Center positive, the other one is negative. A center negative, negative. and so I want to double check that before I plug it in because yeah. if I do it wrong, it goes boom. Yeah, and I let the black smoke out, and I don't <laughs> okay. want to do that. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, there it is. I've got my power
4: supply. So very cool. I'm it very looks excited. Looks very good. Nice work, Cody. Excellent. Why? Thank you. Good stuff.
3: It's very. I'm impressed how it looks because if I'd have done that, it'd just it it might work, but it would be all like duct tape and electrical tape and.
0: Yeah, well, was- I got lucky on this box, because I made sure it was yeah. m- more than big enough, but it literally snugs in there. Yeah. Like, I put, uh, I put some double-sided tape on the transformer to keep it in place, but really, it would have stayed there by friction. <laughs> like, it was that tight, <laughs> in a good way. A good guess. Yeah, well, it scared me a little bit at first, but... Yeah. uh Eric. Yep. You're so, up.
3: for my, I, did, I gave my Amiga 600 some serious love. I bought a SD card adapter for it so that it didn't need the CF card anymore for the hard drive. And the main reason I did that was to buy the Furia 600 accelerator, which I've been extremely impressed with. That thing makes that Amiga 600 fly. I mean, in, in my, my, uh, benchmark testing it's faster than my amiga 1200 with an 030 accelerator in it wow so i mean that thing is super snappy um and then i also got an sd card with a whd compilation already whd load compilation already installed on it so i just grabbed that card i plugged it in i mean everything on my 600 is working perfectly right now and it's it's flying
0: that's awesome so i heard that thing is finicky but it, it has not been for you
3: not for not so far and i've i've Played it a ton i've used it a ton. i think they've kind of worked out all those wrinkles because i did hear the Furia 600 had some overheating problems and some glitches now i didn't buy the fastest furia you can get because there is a furia where you um it i think it's it pushes it above like 40 megahertz and you have to get like active cooling on it like fans and things like that um I I didn't I opted for the 33 megahertz one which just uses passive cooling. Um I haven't had any problems with it at all. So, Very so what's cool. the
4: processor on that one? That is the processor on the Fury is an O20. It's an O20. Oh, all right, okay. So that's yeah. that's that's fine because then when you start going up uh, was it O40 and above I think you have to start loading libraries and bits and pieces like that in there, don't you?
3: That's right. And so my Amiga 1200 I haven't um an ACA twelve thirty two which is an O thirty. Um and this one is an O twenty. So I haven't had to deal with any of those library changes.
0: Cool. Cool. Can yep. you see my screen right now? Yep. Okay. Um so I'm gonna piggyback real quick, skip ahead one. Since we're talking about Amigas, uh I am still trying to get my uh twelve hundred, my Amiga A twelve hundred up to snuff. Yeah. Um, so Eric helped me troubleshoot some stuff by basically giving me his 1200. When I shoved his accelerator card in there, it made a lot of things work. So I went ahead and bought myself this, uh, ACA 1221LC from individual computers. And I was looking at it because, again, this stuff is all Greek to me. Um, but it seemed like a good solution right now, especially because it was available. Yep. Uh, but I guess it is an O20.
3: That is an O20, yep. So a lot like the Furia, because that is a, the exact processor that's on my Furia. Yeah.
0: And it will run at 26.67 megahertz without a fan. Yep. So uh, that should be enough to get me up and running. Oh,
3: absolutely. You'll be able to play whatever you want to play.
0: And then uh, the other issue with my Amiga was, for whatever reason, some keys, the Amiga keys weren't working. And I'm like, it's only the Amiga keys. I've done a lot of keyboard work lately, specifically. The yeah. chances of it being just the Amiga keys seemed di- s- s- uh, slim to me. Mm-hmm. But sure enough, uh I took it a- completely apart down to the Mylar and there is no connectivity between yeah. one and, pin and, and, and you and, swapped
3: and my keyboard in on yours and it worked. Yep, right? And it worked.
0: Yeah. So, so I went ahead and ordered a uh uh I don't know if you've seen these, Tim or Eric, um but you can get on various websites, including eBay. Uh if I just type in Amiga A twelve hundred keyboard hopefully that doesn't um it's like actually like a hard pcb version there it is oh yeah yeah so instead of a, a membrane like the traditional membrane it's actually a hard pcb board and it was uh after shipping and stuff is like the same price as the mem- the membrane ones i figured that would be more yeah.
3: reliable long term
0: i would think so i don't know so yeah. i've got that coming between those two things i think i should have my complete working 1200 i'm happy I'm off, and I'm officially an Amiga lover, yeah. which I wanted to be up to this point, but I can't be because everything's gone wrong for me. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's it. Tim got another toy though.
4: Yeah. Um, I finally managed to pick up uh, an Everdrive. Um, I, I looked on the Stone Age Gamer site because obviously we mention him quite a, quite a bit on the uh, on the website. Mm-hmm. On, uh, on the podcast even and uh yeah they're they're quite expensive to get shipped and everything over here oh yeah i was just looking on a uh, aforementioned ebay um and again i've seen them sort of like around about 60 70 pounds something like that and uh yeah this this one came up and it was uh, only 30 pounds oh so that was an absolute bargain and that is and that was
0: authentic huh? that's a real yeah. cricks uh everdrive
4: yeah yeah it's a pro- proper one Looked like um, it i think is it is it the the 2x or something like that i don't think it's the 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 most oh, There's like an x5
0: there, there. x3 x5 and
4: x7 i think
3: and i have okay. i have the one even before that i have the original cricks everdrive it doesn't have any designations <laughs> and it works yeah. pretty it works fine mm-hmm. it'd be nice to upgrade it so if i just flick
4: this one off a minute so yeah,
0: one, and he used to sell right off his website, but he stopped doing that, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, you could have got it.
4: Two got X at the bottom. I don't know. don't know what that means. I haven't really looked into it that much. Um, but huh. yeah, so you select the game, it it puts it into it, obviously copies it into uh, something on the on the cartridge, and then fires the game up. Um,
3: so, so, Tim, was this your first ever drive of them all? Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, you're going to yeah. love it. One thing about his stuff is it just works. It just
4: works.
0: It's not fancy. It just works.
3: But it works, yeah. and, and it's broadly compatible. I mean, I, I I now have Everdrives for almost every single console that I have, and I, some of them are older ones, but even the older ones work great. So, I mean, I don't have any complaints at all. They're, they're reliable.
4: Well, the good thing with this one is it does the Master System games as well.
3: Yes. Um, yeah. So
4: I, I don't have to mess about, you know, pulling out a Master System and all that sort of thing when I want to <laughs> play the games. Um, so, Although yeah, when
0: yeah. I when I did that last time, uh, I was trying to play the last game we played, uh, the uh, Gavelius. Yeah. And trying to play it with the Genesis controller, or yeah. swapping controllers back and forth, and a few other things like the uh, reset button is on the cart itself rather than the uh, Genesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and wiggling that cart made it disconnect sometimes and ruin my game, so I did end up buying a Master System EverDrive for that game as well. So I and did I, what you did a month ago,
3: and I found the same kind of little weird oddity. So I bought a, a Sega Master System EverDrive as well. So I've got. And Tim
0: will get there too, but you know, just give him time. Just give him time. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I actually, at this point, I think both Eric and I own every EverDrive except for the Neo Geo
3: correct because i don't have a neo geo so i don't have that one yep. but i, don't I ha-
0: have, I have all the other ones i have
3: every oh, game I, gear i don't have oh me too because i don't have a game gear but i have every every i have an ever drive for every console that i have that it's available for
4: yeah 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 i love them. talking of game gear and something we haven't got in our notes here but what about that game gear mini oh we talked about oh, that in the man. news well, we you did did you okay what's right. your opinion though what's your hot take <laughs> yeah, it's it's hot trash.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, it's so bizarre that the Genesis Mini was so good and then they came out with yeah. that. I'm just like, really? Why, though? It's funny. <laughs> it's
3: funny because our podcast has been so Mini friendly, but that one, yeah. Cody and I skewered it. So it's just like, and, and deservedly so. It's. Can't, can't it's get on board with that one. Not sorry. a good
4: idea.
0: Well, I've I'm got another ready. one coming up we're going to talk about, okay. too. But Good, good, good. Uh, Tim, you've been playing around with your SNES Mini. Nice little segue there. Yeah,
4: I have indeed. So it's it's on behind me at the moment with... Um,
0: In that pile of color.
4: Yeah, one, one of the games that we're, we're covering um, on behind me. Uh, yeah, yeah, so Hackchi is absolutely brilliant. Um, I've got the, the latest version of that on there. Um, so it allows you to do, obviously, more SNES games. NES stuff and it's got Retro Arch Arch and all that sort of good stuff.
0: PackChi is a little software package you can put on your SNES Mini to hack it, basically. That's
4: right. I just want to make sure. And not only that, it can also go on the Genesis or the Mega Drive Mini as well Mm -hmm. um, and the NES Mini. Um, I just chose my my, uh, SNES Mini because that's the one I'd kind of hacked already. Um, I've got the NES Mini, but that's like completely. Uh, in its box I don't think I've even taken that one out of the box um, so i've I've used that one and I just wanted to update that uh, because obviously we were doing some some bits and pieces for the show on that this month uh, so yeah that's that's really good i'd I'd recommend that and there that I found um uh, a site as well what uh, I was watching some of the youtube videos and I found a site which has got a download on it which has got a, literally a massive pack of stuff that you download which is like you know i know uh, 10 gig or something ridiculous like that and it's got all the games and everything on there um so it's it's nice and convenient um to uh, get that pack so it just makes it quick to get up and running
1: yeah nice uh
0: i talked about this in my uh in my talking tech segment last week but i got wavy lines on my nes and uh went ahead and fixed that with a new power supply ultimately but go back and listen to my segment for more details and then i also finally did the uh, 10 nest chip fix where you clip pin four
3: never heard of it yeah
0: to get rid of that blinking pink screen yeah yeah you just go in there find that pin that chip yeah pin four and snip it that's it fixed that's it. it done
3: so what was it for
0: regionally uh, region protection Oh. And anti piracy protection. But it just it was it was a catastrophe and just made everything not work. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh in England they had the same physical machine, right? The the VHS looking horizontal loading NES?
4: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Same thing. Yeah.
0: Just ran everything twenty percent slower? Uh indeed. <laughs> and Eric you've been taking out the trash I have and I think Tim was joining me
3: on this I, I went so I I listened to uh, R. Sinclair which we did talk <laughs> about your news item Tim about them yeah. going away yeah. Um, but I listened to them play Trashman and I was intrigued because they the, the conversation they had it was very interesting so I loaded that thing up and I played it for probably I played it for about 15 minutes and was like I don't get this I'm not good at it I abandoned it, and then I I actually came back to it, and I got pretty good at it, and I, yeah. I started to really enjoy it, and um, I finally got it, and I be I, I went through like maybe four or five levels, and it was it,
0: it's a blast. It's a it's a great game. Have you played Trash Man? It's, it's funny you mentioned that on my next for whatever reason. Look, there's Trash Man. Yeah, of course. I when Tim leaves the screen, I I know he's yeah. gonna go find the physical game. <clears throat> there it is. Um, but on my next, for whatever reason, I decided to load up trash man. Look at that that uh, particular game, and I yeah. had the same thing. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, and so.
3: I did the same thing. So I did it. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, Why can't I? Why am I not emptying the trash? And why am I running out of time? And I've only dumped a couple of bins, and then it just comes to you all of a sudden. You have to go when they offer you a tip or whatever. You have to go to the door, and they extend your time. Yeah, And then yeah. You, all you got to do is bump into the trash can, the, the trash truck, and it automatically dumps your stuff. There's no sound or anything. Oh, uh, okay. It just, no. that's, you, it just dumps it and then you run back and you got to put the bins back where you dumped them.
0: And you guys thought Farming Simulator was a dumb simulation.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a blast. It's it, it turns into more of a frantic arcade style game, but I, I, I ended up taking a game that they were raving about on Archer Claire and I I was scratching my head going this this is not a good game and then I've, I as I got through more of it it is a good game it's a lot of fun nice
4: yeah got yeah and the they, they found that exactly the same didn't they to start off with they couldn't 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 work out what the heck to do with it and uh walking across the grass and then your your timer goes down as soon as you walk on the grass and yep what how do you, how do you get extra time and bonuses and that sort of thing and that's um i love those little sayings in the game um yeah do you want a tip uh yeah. is it um give me a uh, I'm a megalomaniac or something like that. Give me a ZX81 and I'll rule the world.
3: <laughs> yeah, they have little sayings, like when you go visit the houses, they're, they're all pretty
4: funny. Huh. Yeah. So that's a good that's game. Fun. Once you get it, it's I'll fun. give it a shot.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah.
4: Well, you well. got some,
0: some auctions going on, Tim.
4: Yes. Now, uh, can I... Uh, yeah, I was um, uh, waiting for this one for about three or four weeks um, because it had been up on a site um that uh I, i've been looking at for a while and um yeah that the, it was a i think it was a big lot of stuff that had been cleared out from a from a collector you know much like ourselves um and there's a, a massive massive bunch of games um and uh I, i've been been waiting for it. it's like a mixed mixed lot of amiga and 64 games and bits and pieces but the thing that um, a surprise me is is how much these games actually went for in the end so I've taken a couple of screenshots so I don't know if we can work the screen share here um, and make it happen, can... take it over
0: this that is the sound of Tim it. thinking
4: <laughs> Starting. I've started the share, I don't know if you can see it or not
0: I don't yet riveting radio though Screen flickered a bit. That's something. Yeah, I've been noticing. Uh, yeah, boxes, basically cardboard and discs that may or may not even work anymore. Have been going for more and more money. Yeah. I see it now. Yes, twenty-six boxed Commodore Amiga console games. Yeah. Even though it's not a console. Okay.
4: So that. I see Space
0: Quest. I like Space Quest.
4: yeah, Yep. Yeah. So that's so twenty-six games. Uh how much do you think that went for?
0: Carry the one factor in the fact that it came from Dudley. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Dudley. Uh, Comes from Dudley.
0: I mean obviously it's gonna be more than we thought, but if I honestly were to look at that, I would say 180.
3: I'd say Leah, I'd say 120, 130.
4: And survey says Survey says Four hundred and forty pounds. Four hundred and forty
0: pounds, which is like five hundred and twenty U.S. dollars. Something like that. Wow. That's a lot of
4: money. Just just that one there.
0: And that's Um, why you collect cassette tapes.
4: (laughs) It's it's just just crazy. Just just that one game. Um, uh, So that what that one auction was four hundred and forty. Then the next one was like another bunch of Amiga games. Um, Can you see that now?
0: No, nothing changed, to be honest with
4: you. No? Okay. All right. Um, so this one's got a few games in there, so it's 27 games again, okay. Speedball, uh, Mercenary, uh, The Crystal, SimCity, um, a few other bits. That one, again, went for uh, 400 and, funnily enough, the same price, £440. Huh. Um, there's a, a bunch of 64 games, um uh, so 42 box commodore 64 games in there uh, quite interestingly for the uk there was a lot of this stuff in this one um so there's 42 games were they spirit, the full boxes uh, or flat packs uh they're, they're boxes um, okay. mostly and th- there are some flat packs in there so things like um a pit stop mission impossible uh hardball winter games those sort of things um and that that one uh went for 440? Was, no. Uh, <laughs> that one went for come on load up. Oh. And uh 340 pound that one. Goodness. Um, and one of the ones that I was really keen on uh which I really wish I could show you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah I wonder why it's not showing had, up, but
4: was a lovely boxed in television okay um with loads and loads of games um it had uh, i think it's got about fifteen fifteen games it had the speech synthesis box as well yeah it uh, did it was all really in mint condition um and that one went for two hundred and eighty pounds um which wasn't actually too bad um considering
0: uh, yeah from what you told us about the prices over there.
4: But the, the problem is, is that I was kind of um it was in between some of the other auctions that I wanted to get. So I was bidding on some of this stuff. <laughs> um and of course there was there was a couple of other auctions afterwards. Um uh, one which I was really keen, uh, so I, I only had limited funds, so I co- could not really bid too high on the Intellivision because I was the only sure I had some money for the <laughs> other and, and won none of it. I got none of it at all. So <laughs> It, well, it hurry up to... and
0: charge me for the answer, Ed.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went for crazy money.
0: <laughs> uh, quick note over here I just, uh, on Amazon, <laughs> uh, bought a bunch of the little plastic frame um, holders, like these things. Let me grab one here. These little guys. Yeah, those are like ah, little display yeah. things. Yeah, and I've been putting my handhelds and stuff, so I've been displaying them around. So it's just a cool little tip. I think I got a. 30 pack of various sizes for 12 bucks. Oh, I got that's my gaming big, watches and my handhelds. Plates yeah, plates or pictures. Yeah, exactly. And so I've been using them to put my handhelds around. Now, this is it's obviously, I know this is not a uh, problem I should complain about because it's a nice blessing to be able to do something like this. But we do have a um, maid service come a couple times a month to clean the house. Okay. And I swear, uh, she's great. She does a great job. I swear, she loves coming in this room, and I, I, it must, like, just bring her so much joy and puts everything back in the wrong spot. Like, there's no way you could you could right. lif, lift this dust and then put it down. That's it. That's it, right? Yeah. But no, things will be, like, sideways, or, like, the my consoles, like, the the games will be, like, just a Nintendo game on top of a Sega console for yeah. some reason. I'm, I swear she does it because it she brings her joy. <laughs> and the more power to her, but... Uh, I basically, after she does that, I have to go through here and reorganize the room for 20 minutes, going like, nope, that doesn't go there, nope, that doesn't go there. Right. Um, but when everything's up and running, it looks really cool. Here, I got my Game & Watch all all set up here, but... Quick little uh, fun tip you can do for displaying things. Uh, Bricks Revenge? Bricks Revenge. I
3: think Tim is the one who tipped me off to this game, wasn't
4: it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
3: So I, I ended up buying it. last month. It. I purchased it, and it's a fun... I mean, I, I actually like brick games. They relax me, so I don't... Like I don't Arkanoid cli- clones? Yeah, I don't take them too seriously. I mean, I don't sit there and get all crazy about them, but they relax me. So I like, I love Arkanoid and Batty on the ZX Spectrum and a couple of other games, but this Bricks Revenge is pretty cool. It's got a nice little twist where the bricks, um, like it says, the bricks have some revenge and they will fall down at you like they're shooting at you. Um but I bought it and it's a it's a great game, Commodore sixty four game. So
4: yeah, and the music on it is really sweet as well, isn't it? It's
0: it great, is. Great
4: it's, music on that. It is
0: very
4: it's very good. good. Is it a? <laughs> a <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. By Mike Richards, isn't it? The guy who did Vegetables Deluxe. Oh okay. Yeah. Cool yeah, new really, game. It's really good, and he's got paddle support on there now as well.
0: Oh, that's a nice update. If you didn't oh, have it before, sure. you got to have yeah. paddles on those yeah. games.
4: Yeah. Yeah. oh so there's an
3: update for paddle support yes yeah oh good yeah because i need to look into that
4: yeah okay when when did you download it uh it was when it
3: right when we were having that discussion on twitter and it does not support paddles though at least the version i I downloaded so
4: so i think he's he's updated it so he does it it, because i looked at it what was it a couple of days ago and he does mention the paddle supports in there now i think so okay i'll grab that good because i want to try that as well
0: Austin Amber on tap. We have to give it I have to give it a rating. Yeah. Out of it has a killer whale on the bottle. So out of out it? of 70 killer whales.
3: 70 of them. Yes. Uh I'm going to give this one I like it a lot. I'm going to give it 62. Smooth.
0: It's one of my favorites. I'll give it a 64. Okay. It'll be positivity Cody. Right Sorry, on. I want to make sure we didn't forget to rate the beer, all right? It's yeah, yeah. important stuff.
4: <laughs> Did you so- fix anything recently, Tim? Uh, no, um, it's basically, <laughs> it's it's an update on the update that I gave the last time and I've still not got my uh, BBC Master and Spectrum 128 back. Um, oh, both of them, okay. Yeah, I, what it was is that there was a couple of things with the BBC, whilst it was all working and everything, there was a couple of things that weren't quite original that they wanted to correct and they can. They said, "Well, you can have it back as it is." And I said, "No, there's there's no panic." So um, they've done that. Everything's all sorted now. I was hoping to get it back um, in time, uh, but it hasn't transpired. So I think it's going to come come in later this week. So I'm really looking forward to getting those back. So,
0: yes. All right. Well, my Next update day. is that dirt cheap Amazon Neo Geo International Mini that I got. Yeah. So I was able to give it some time. Played it. I'm not gonna lie, positivity, Eric, I don't like it. Okay. It's disappointing to me. Really? What's the worst part about it? There's so many things that were just botched. Uh, first of all, I opened it up and it doesn't come with a power supply, which I remember in hindsight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's not like a normal power supply. It was something I had to buy off Amazon because I didn't have a power supply that fit that type of that the type USB-C. of USB. It was I think it was a Yeah, it was No, the C it was like a USB C for the game pads, but the back was like a medium usb oh no no so the back the problem with that is i'm not going to play it on the actual it was a usb c but the hdmi out to my tv wasn't the full size HDMI, hdmi cable
3: it's like a micro one yeah. so
0: i went and got a micro wasn't that either no it's a mini there's one in between yeah yeah i had to order three cables and wait three weeks to play it when i play it i play uh shock troopers that had a blast i play metal slug it chugs like we're talking about two frames a second. Oh, wow. I'm like, what the heck? Um, I just, and it stretches. It's just not good. Okay. I'm bummed with it. But, um, uh, that being said, I would still buy it again for 50 bucks with the controller just to have it. Yeah. But I mean, for a product to come out and have that many foibles, I'm gonna use the word foible. Uh, I just, I don't, I'm, it's a D plus.
3: That's too bad. Yeah. All right. All right. I still use mine every once in a while. It's yeah. I enjoy playing the games on there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Good. I'm glad I didn't play full price, but that's good. Anyways, no one needs another review on that thing. <laughs> uh, Tim is going to the dark side.
3: Yeah, what's going
0: on, bum, Tim? mean
4: <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been a, a, a PlayStation person pretty much through and through since obviously the PlayStation came out. Um, and then uh, Microsoft came on board with the original OG Xbox, which I see behind you. Uh, yeah, indeed. Um, love that. Love that machine. Um, I do not
0: own day. one of those yet. <laughs>
4: I don't. Well, well worth it. They're, so, they're dirt cheap at the moment. I have two it's, of them. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's well, well worth getting. See if you can get the crystal version as well. That's that's they're they're a bit bit pricier than the standard one but it's really nice the c3 version looks really good um but anyway yeah so i've got the 360 and that's as far as i've gone with the xbox franchise um but recently i've been thinking maybe i should get myself an xbox one because uh, obviously the prices are coming down on those there's now uh,
3: now's the time to do it they're cheap yeah
4: i mean they're, yeah, they're cheap Yeah, uh, they're that cheap yeah
3: they're pretty cheap i mean compared to their full price um so you know, I was PS1, PS2, and then I decided to go to Xbox 360, and I that's probably my favorite modern console. This is the Xbox 360. I love that console. I've I've played it to death. I, I at one point I I've owned two of them. Um, so I've since given it to one of my friends, my spare one, but my son and I played the crap out of my uh-huh. Xbox 360. My daughter played it to do Just Dance and all those games. That's
0: why we have ours, yeah. Um,
3: I I have more games for my Xbox 360 than any other modern console. Um, I will tell you, Tim, that my Xbox One sits idle 95% of the time.
4: Same with yours, then.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't... I, I, I'm not going to say bad stuff about it. The games that I've played on it, I've had a lot of fun. But I just play the Switch a lot more and there, I, I kind of have regret because there's a lot of PS4 games I really want to play and I don't own a PS4. I think the PS4 like really beat the crap out of the Xbox One and they have better games for it. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not sure right now if my Xbox One died, I don't think I'd replace it. No. I just don't think I would. I don't have enough killer games on it to really rush out and buy another one and my xbox 360 if it died right now i'd probably go out and buy another one (laughs)
1: yeah
0: Yeah, i've got the playstation 4 and the switch and i don't feel i think those are two separate niches and i think the xbox one is just like a playstation 4 backup except without the exclusives that i like Mm
3: -hmm. and the xbox one has its own exclusives but i mean i feel like there's so many more games on ps4 i'd really want to play
4: I've I've been trying to talk myself into buying one, and the only real justification I've got for it at the moment, and this is why I was asking you guys, is uh, the Rare <laughs> replay. Um, which that's got, funny. That was when that, when that first came out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Well, that and the Xbox Game Pass right now is the yeah. hot item. There are so many free games right now that Xbox Game Pass just gives you, like, if you sign up for that subscription. It's almost tempting because I want to play the Yakuza games, the Yakuza games, and uh, I've never played one before. They're free on on Game Pass, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Outer Worlds is another one that's available on Game Pass, and I just—it's like I don't want to add another subscription to my ledger, so I'm not gonna—I'm <laughs> not gonna do it because I—I have a hard time even just keeping up with the the games I need to play for Pixel Guiden. So yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just not going to do
0: it. But who needs Outer Lands when you could play McDonald's Treasure Land?
3: Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Anyway. We both have land in the title
3: so i don't know i have to say tim I, I i don't think i'd pull the trigger on it
0: we failed you tim it says here in the notes justifications please and we've we failed yeah
4: yeah no no no. that's good that's, <laughs> it's, that's, it's kind of it's kind of how i was i was airing on that side and have always been and the only the only thing like i say i can really justify is is rare replay maybe some of the forza games because i haven't played any of those really yeah, um, I agree with but, both
0: of those things.
4: But but other than that, that's really it for me, so I think uh yeah, I think I'm going to skip the Xbox 1 for now and um yeah, put put the money elsewhere, I think. Thanks guys. <laughs> You're
0: welcome. <laughs> this has been therapy sessions with Pixel Guy Dan. <laughs> um I just want to point out uh during my recent big haul I got a couple of Atari 130Xes and the Brewing Academy which again is conveniently right up the hill In Woodland, California Like 20 minutes from here uh, I ordered these really nice Three piece Mylars yeah, For $15 each I mean how It's a deal um, They work really well Problem I found out is Who would have thought This is the common version of the keyboard Yeah, I have the Rarer single sheet style Therefore this does not work In either of my machines I got Oh. So, if anybody needs <laughs> <laughs> the original Atari One Hundred and Thirty XE three piece mylar's, they're just sitting here. Um, I actually did talk to the guy, and he's really nice. I'm uh, uh, gonna try to see if I can. I'm gonna go up there in person. He said he'll open the doors, and we can we can chat once. Now that this COVID thing is kind of starting to fizzle a little, feather away in this area. Um, he'll open the doors and show me everything in there, and we might be able to work out a trade for store credit or something. But um,
4: anyway, Can you not get them from the that guy that sells all the stuff out of the Atari warehouse?
0: Yeah,
3: he's in he's in Eldorado Hills.
0: Yeah, he's also best very close to us. That's actually where I grew up in no. Eldorado Hills. Yeah, uh, that's like forty five minutes from here. For and Best um,
3: Electronics, I think, is what it's called, right?
0: No, Best Electronics is in San Jose.
3: Oh, oh, thing. Oh. But I I bought the from the Atari guy in Eldorado Hills. I've purchased a lot of, well, not a lot, but a couple of things from him, and it's always gone really well.
0: My Atari uh, Jaguar stuff is from him. Okay. And I'm already in contact with Best Electronics for those Mylars Okay. Uh, But they're a lot more than 15 bucks a piece shipped. They're like 30 bucks a piece. Okay. Um, Okay. But whatever. Um. Eric got a new toy, and I've been wanting to see this and feel it and put it in my hands.
3: I want to show this to you. So I I got the Stryker DC gamepad from a Retro Fighters. The reason I bought the box is all the little doodads and whatnots, the extras. The box is kind of a pain in the butt to open, but if you, you can't wait for it, a- yeah, it's really it's like, solid
0: though. It feels like an yeah. Apple product. There's like some nice
3: little tchotchke stuff oh, yeah, in there. Check that out. Little key, little key uh keychain and stuff like that. But if you could show, yes, if you could show <laughs> yeah, Tim. Nice. If you could show Tim that.
4: Oh yeah, I like the, that.
0: This
3: is the killer. This is the killer. Show that to Tim.
4: Oh, and you got the. Uh, I got that's the, my VMU. The VMU in there already. It's got the VMU on there as well. Yeah, nice.
3: That's my that's my blue VMU for my original Dreamcast. But if you look at the controller, I mean that thing is like a a modern it's... ergonomic Dreamcast. So this was a Kickstarter. That oh, uh, it feels good yeah it it is it is a great the only things that i've seen that the the triggers don't have quite the travel that the other ones do which i like the travel on the original dreamcast because
0: they have a little more resistance on the original too
3: they're pressure sensitive so there's a little more travel for like racing games but those triggers are not bad at all i mean they actually it did just take a little bit of getting used to now the, anal- the left analog is a little looser. Floppy. Yeah. It's a little looser. But, and they, they mentioned this on their website, it is just as accurate, and it really is. It just takes getting used to. There's not as much resistance. So, it's not that it's bad, it's just different than the original Dreamcast. Yeah. Um, it is not, it, it, it's not less accurate at all. It's actually quite accurate. It's just higher, so therefore, yeah. Yep. So, um, so far I've I I do love that controller. I, I like it a lot more than the original Dreamcast one. Um, I want one. Yeah, it, they're they're great. It's there's nothing, there's nothing that would stop me at all. But it isn't exactly like the Dreamcast. And frankly, you should be kind of happy it's not. I mean, it, it's I've not. I've already
0: got a Dreamcast controller.
3: Exactly. You have a Dreamcast controller or that. This one's a little different, uh, but. It it it's just one cool thing is the Dreamcast controller didn't have triggers and shoulder buttons. Do you see this?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It Separate. only
3: it only has triggers on the Dreamcast
0: one. That actually is nice, and you're probably gonna tell me why. And so, I...
3: like for fighting games, you don't want to have to hit the trigger to do certain moves. Yeah. So they included shoulder buttons. So now when you're in like a Street Fighter Alpha three, you can just. Yep, hit the button. buttons. 100% and
0: 0%.
3: These do the same thing, but one is pressure sensitive and one is just a button. Perfect. And it has turbo. There's a turbo macro thing on here where you can actually hit turbo. You can assign turbo to any of these face buttons and it will do a turbo. So if you're in a shooter and you want turbo, you can assign it to that.
0: The only problem is just like all of my Dreamcast controllers, the VMU has a ring of dust around the edge. That you can't get to, and I still see that on your VMU.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) That doesn't change. Are they readily available then, Eric? They are now. I mean, the Kickstarter is being
3: fulfilled right now, and as soon as that's done, you'll be able to order this from their website.
4: Yeah, and I'm gonna get
0: that with their Nintendo 64 one at the same time. Yeah, the Brawler, the N64 Brawler. Yep.
3: Which I won't play my N64 now without Without it.
4: Without it. I just Um, don't play N64 very much. That's simple. Same here. um i don't know if you guys get, get enough fog over here in the uk without having it in the games as well oh the fog yeah <laughs> the
0: fog of turok fog um i don't know if you guys got the most re- i don't know if it's the most recent but retro gamer magazine that came with these crazy cool retro gamer console clash cards wow did you guys see
3: these i haven't seen those and i don't have the latest version because of covid i always bought mine on the newsstand
0: yeah actually i'm still two episode or er, issues behind because they stopped shipping Oh, okay. But they're going to catch up, so I'm okay. going to get, like, three at once now. I don't know if you've seen these, but these are little, like, collectible trading cards. I didn't see those. Of, of like, all the consoles. There's PlayStation 2.
4: Yeah, there, there was a little bit of con- controversy over here about those.
0: Really? I'm curious. I've heard nothing from anybody about these.
4: Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I don't get Retro Gamer anymore, unfortunately, but... um
0: <laughs> because of cards? Oh, I won't ask, but uh, yeah, I think yeah. these are wicked cool, regardless. Yeah. Um, and what I love about these things is that uh, they are going to feed my habit. Because <laughs> here's the pile of systems I have, and this is the pile of systems that I now feel like I need to get. <laughs> to com- I to have complete cards. the collection, yeah. Yes. So... I don't have an Odyssey. I have an Odyssey 2. I don't have an Odyssey. Right. A 5200, a standard Xbox, which we just talked about, which you have behind yep. you, Tim. Yeah. Uh, 3DO, which is one I really want. And me. <laughs> um, an SG 1000, which realistically we never got in America, so that's just like a pre-master system, master system. But I've been looking yep. at them. Uh, Amiga CD32, which would be very difficult to get here uh atari Lynx i've been wanting virtual boy i want just to put on the shelf yeah
4: yeah and that's, the only that's one all you want to do with it <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there's two games that are good on it uh the only one i i honestly don't know if i'll be able to get or be willing to get is the neo geo aes because that's a lot of that's money that's a lot of
4: money <laughs> serious serious bucks that that's a
0: lot of money. money but yeah Anyways, I think these are cool. They, it's funny though because they put a year, the year, and then they give a bunch of ratings. They have uh, design, which I don't agree with a lot of these innovation ratings, controller ratings, and retro cred ratings. That's weird. So it's I get
4: like, it. Like top trumps, Then was, there, that's,
3: was that's the was the was the controversy about those? Tim, was that about because the that that one uh, computer museum was giving away cards and they were competing with them or something?
4: Well, what they were going to do is they were going to originally the computer museum developed a deck of cards like that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought about buying. And I know the ones you're talking about. They're really they're 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 very nice.
4: They're very good. So, I believe that the museum and Retro Gamer had sorted a deal out and they were going to do that. And then Retro Gamer went ahead and did their own ones and cut the computer museum out of it. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the Computer Museum is completely, you know, funded a uh, charity and all that sort of thing. Um, so they, you know, they they were a bit um, miffed, to say the least, when Retro Gamer went ahead and did did their own version of that. Um, and then a lot of people were up in arms about it that, you know, retro gamer not supporting one of the, 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 main kind of compute museum in the UK and going their own way. So there was a bit of a bit of bad blood about that. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I've got, got some of those packs on the way. So, I'm, I'm I was going to send you guys out a couple of, a couple of those as well. So, Oh,
0: oh the, the computer museum still one made theirs. The
4: one. Yes. Yeah. 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 I was yeah,
0: going to yeah, say, Oh, that's. I was going to say because I understand what you're saying, but at the same point, if I had not seen these, I wouldn't know about those, and I will still buy those. <laughs> the, co- yeah. the computer museum
3: ones look really cool. They're bigger than those, I think. They're that's they're, right. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're like they're playing like, cards, yeah. right?
4: they like a yeah. It's like a, like a deck yeah. of cards. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, this is like the McDonald's Happy Meal version. Now I want the real thing. Yeah, It's
4: yeah. exactly. Fine. <laughs> Come on, that's it. everyone wins. Yeah. Um, so, have you guys seen a CD32 before? No, obviously pictures and stuff. Yeah, no, never. No, I,
3: I had a friend who had one. Really? Did yeah, they even you sell want to them over see here? Mine? Do you want to see mine? No, should I go and get it? Yeah, I would love the No, I had a friend who has an NTSC.
0: I didn't know they came out over here at they, all. Period. They did. They
3: absolutely did.
0: Yeah. yeah I, then again, I didn't know Amiga was a thing until like five years yeah. ago.
4: So there it is. There it is. There she be.
0: Did you just Gorgeous. get
4: this? it's got S video on the back
0: oh nice i can use that did
4: you just get that no no i've had this for years um,
0: you probably got it out of the a car boot sale for 15 bucks
4: no no i bought this with um this is this is a fully boxed one so i've got the box and everything like that this has been recapped um uh, by Retro uh He's a guy over here that um uh, does a lot of recapping and he's, he's got a really cool website where you can order uh, like packs of all the capacitors and all that sort of stuff and he does uh, quite a quite quite a bit of Amiga stuff but he goes to the southwest Amiga group meetings which alas unfortunately we've not had one recently yeah um, but um, he recapped this for me and it was just in time because one of those caps was on its way out and it was starting to leak a little bit so he saved that for me so um, I'm really really pleased about that but yeah I got that Oh, probably uh, 90, uh, 90, 90, 97, 97, 98. I think I bought that with uh, an Amiga 1200 and a massive pile of stuff, I think for about 70 pounds. (laughs)
0: Gosh,
3: crazy. (laughs) So Hindsight, I know. A friend of mine has the NTSC one and he offered to sell it to me and I don't want it because most of the great games came out on PAL. So oh. you want a PAL CD thirty two? You don't want an NTSC one. No. So no. like I was like oh, I'm going to pass, but he ended up selling it on um, uh. Craigslist for I think he ended up getting four hundred and fifty bucks for it. Jeez,
0: yeah.
4: So it's going to be quite rare because I, I don't recall ever knowing of the NTSC version or at least seeing one in the flesh. Um, they're pretty but, yeah, rare. I, mean, the-
3: I think they're a lot more rare than the PAL versions, but they're around. I mean, there there was one that was released here. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah crazy and I've got the SX1 expansion for it as well which is the gives it the all the Amiga 1200 functions so it's got RAM expansion it's got the disk drive port the keyboard port and all that sort of stuff Yeah um, but it's another one I've yet to really get up and running cuz by the time it's on the you know the cd32s like this and then the sx1 sticks out of the back, it's massive. so it's like yeah. it's double double the desk space and you might as well just have your 1200 there anyway i, so.
0: I know you've mentioned in the past that you had a an inkling of interest in the ti 99 a the texas yes. instruments yeah. have you seen that thing with all the add-ons i
4: have it's, it's crazy comical it is.
0: it is i mean it's the Tower of Power Genesis Mega Drive thing. The sidecar I
3: mean, expansion, it, that thing could go on and on and
4: on. It you literally know, can
0: really, go yeah. eight feet long. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have the largest desk. It's ridiculous. Yep. Anyhow.
4: Yeah, that would cross into Pacific time zone, wouldn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Eric, you got a controller to talk about, huh?
3: Yep, and I'll keep this pretty brief, but uh, I saw Josh mention this, so I grabbed one. Got the oh, Ranger. did get
0: one. Okay. So there's the Ranger. Yeah, I want to check. This is the Ranger made by Hyperkin. And it is the. is It's specific to Atari 2600. And. It, so it is.
3: So it's nine pin. So it works on. Do you see that, Tim? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Yep. Yeah. It works on any nine pin. Ooh. And the jo- the joystick and the. Th- now there's two switches on there. You can switch it from left handed to right handed. So you can flip ah, it over.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But then. I'm like Vanna White over here for Tim. Exactly. I'm like-
3: <laughs> but then there's also a. Um, a switch to switch it to paddle mode and there's a paddle dial on there now i've thoroughly tested this on the atari 2600 it works perfectly it's, paddle. it's, it's amazing yeah it works great
4: so on you it, use that on, uh, on the commodore 64 as well then i guess
3: yeah so you can use it on the 64 you can okay but it's very sensitive on the 64 because the potentiometer on the atari 2600 was a different rating than the potentiometer on the on the controller 64.
0: Like a 5k instead of a 20k or it's something. Ex-
3: something like that. So, yes, it works on the 64 and I've tested it on a couple of games. It's not good on the 64. It's it too fast. It
0: literally says on the bottom for the 2600.
3: Yep, and it moves too fast. No, it works fine on the 64 and the joystick and button work fine. That part works fine. Yeah. The paddle part it it's too it's too fast. So, so I played. I,
0: I, I g- bet somebody will do a uh, what's that DIY website that you that you can put up schematics and things. What's it called?
3: Um, I don't.
0: Anyways, yeah. I bet you can go on there and someone will make a little adapter where you literally just have an input and an output and like one resistor in there. Yeah. And it will make it work.
3: I would love that because I would use this a lot more on the C sixty four than the Atari twenty six hundred. But as far as its functionality and I, and the aesthetics. I think it looks great. I mean, it looks very 70s style. It's got the 70s colors. It
0: feels better than I thought it would, actually. Um,
3: the, the joystick and button actually feel yeah. great. I played a bunch of games with this, and it, it feels good.
0: Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. I just don't play enough 2600, I don't think, to... Well, I'm going to look into If it did everything, it, yeah. then I would probably get one, but... I'm going to look
3: into trying to find, to see if there's any hacks to make it work on the C64. Uh,
0: do you remember I had that little, art, that little uh, handheld lcd game called turtles yeah i got it for ntex remember that yeah i got it for like 17 bucks on goodwill yeah well anyways i went through there and cleaned everything out with alcohol and wipes and replaced a couple of um uh i can't remember what they're called right now <laughs> i'm totally blanking components yes i uh, got the thing working really well uh man that thing first of all it puts out a lot of volume you've got to like out of zero to ten you have to put the thing on one to make it not make your ears bleed yeah um but anyways, I got it working beautifully. Got the it played a few games. Oh, uh, right
2: on! It's not That's a good.
0: it's not a good game. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so I I learned it was from an arcade game. Okay. So I pulled up the arcade game. It's not a good game. <laughs> yeah. It's actually made by Konami, which is surprising. Um. Anyways, so I I went ahead and uh, sold it on, but I got it working. So I just wanted to mention that I got I got that little thing working. So felt oh, good. good about that. Yeah. And then the last piece of catching up. The haul continues, gentlemen ah. it, was, it felt so good For the haul to continue uh, As I mentioned last episode I, I have a, a uh, Customer at work Who, long story short Had a bunch of old video Martari uh, and Commodore computers uh, Used to help a buddy At a repair shop And so I ended up with a huge haul of stuff Well, he wrote me back uh, And said, I found more stuff if you want it And I went down there and got more stuff. So I got two more Atari 800s. Oh, man. Um, One of them works. The other one I'm going to try to... I have two now that do not work and one that does. I'm going to try to make one work out of those two. Um, Picked up... uh, I actually had to turn away some disk drives. He had too many. I I couldn't... Yeah. uh, If I ever get through all these, I'll try to get back there. But he had another, like, six Atari 810s. I took one of them. Uh, I I grabbed a couple more... uh, fifteen forty ones um anyways, and another I think a fifteen not a fifteen eighty one of a, a uh I think it was a fifteen forty one two okay oh, yeah yeah the second um one. Mm-hmm. and the, but it was funny because one of the ones he had was a Atari eight ten without the enclosure, and somebody had actually made like this nice lacquered wooden enclosure like it looked super seventies and it was its like custom wooden atari eight ten case that That's this great. guy made yeah um and then I got a whole box of goodies over there. Uh, I got a communicator, an at 850, Atari 850 communicator, which is like an internet thing. Um, modem. Modem. And a whole bunch of software, uh, cartridge-based stuff. Uh, one of them is worth some money. Um, it was called the Edu- Master Educator. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I have a box there of just stuff. Um, we don't need to go through all of it, but... oh. <laughs> Oh, Bounty Bob strikes back! <laughs> complete Whoa. with complete with the poster. Oh nice. wow! Um. Anyways, I I got some cassettes in there, and uh, a lot of it. You a lot get, of stuff you
4: have. You got a cassette cassette uh, player? Have you on with? Yeah, would I got they, a few
0: of those. I got a ten fifty. It's a mostly Atari stuff. It's all Atari stuff. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I still do not have a, a Commodore cassette player. Um, so so anyways, have
4: l- you got? Um, have you got a lot of duplicate cartridges?
0: Mostly Pac-Man and Basic.
4: <laughs> <Okay. All
0: right. laughs> Why do you need a couple?
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, well, I, I, I've got Pac-Man and Basic, but um, I just wondered if you had any any doubles that you that you might want to just sling this way but i might i might be already. able to
0: find something for you yeah, yeah i might uh, but i've I
4: actually got quite a few cartridges but um i just wondered if you had any other uh, other bits and pieces but i might i might it? i might we'll
0: talk we'll talk <laughs> um but i also came with this lot which is something i was really excited about because uh, i've been wanting one but uh, uh the old you know good quality oscilloscope yeah um yeah. so now i have one of those and then i got
4: or have you not tried it
0: yeah no when i when he showed it to me he plugged it in and showed me how to use it and everything complete with test probes the test probes yeah yeah um and then uh uh i have this i have to look at the name of it um but it's, it's this huge test bench unit
4: yeah
0: you're familiar with what i'm talking about
4: yeah yeah i know the one yeah
0: Oh cuz I showed you a picture of it huh Yeah that's right yeah <laughs> you've already seen it yeah. Um So, anyways, this test bench thing it's a uh brand is Tenma it's a 725085 let me let me pull this up real quick cuz maybe you can explain some of this to me I'll I'll try to be quick about it here Um share my screen Tenma 72 what I say? 5085. Um, show an image of this thing. So I got one of these guys. And uh, everything on it works. He showed me it all. It doesn't mean I understand what it all does. Uh, this quadrant up here is a full-featured digital multimeter, which is cool because it's yeah. built in. Uh, it has a few things a lot of my, multi- or my multimeter doesn't. First of all, it can do um, capacitance, which is right there. Yeah, and then also the right in the front here has two little ports, so I can plug any capacitor in there, and it'll tell Plug-in me what the, the value is.
4: Fantastic! Yeah.
0: Yep. Down here, I finally have an adjustable power supply now, which I never not did before. Power
4: supply? Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yep. Down here, zero to thirty volts adjustable. Um, stoked about that. Uh, I know down here in this quadrant, it's a function generator, so I can make sine waves and stuff. Um, not sure how useful that is, but. It, people use them <laughs>
4: i have to learn i think I it's have... more for comparison isn't it uh, you can compare one to the other um so you can test what what it should do what it looks like and then what you're actually getting put,
0: okay yeah i have no idea yeah um and then this top section here i don't understand what that is but it's a universal frequency counter wow. what does that do to any idea i
4: have no idea it so. counts things universally in frequency <laughs> Well said, well put So anyways, (laughs) I've got this
0: thing I'm stoked about it, and I got it for a song I know these things go for like 250, 300 bucks That's cool Um, It's
4: like some serious money right there And
0: it is weighty, so I'm gonna have to get Some brackets to put this thing on the wall In my garage, but um, But I will do it, so I'm excited about that
4: Right? Good stuff
0: That is the end of Catching Up, gentlemen Awesome Which means two things First of all, I'm gonna have another beer. <laughs> I, I'm gonna pass
3: because I think I've uh, Eric's done. I, I'm getting super tired. We're, Are you? we're we're reaching the end of the my, my road here.
0: Well, then well, you got to power through it with a beer. Um, but I'll get you whatever you want. <laughs> uh, but but we're ready for we're ready for uh, a battle. Yeah, let's do the battle.
2: Battle of the Systems.
0: <laughs> I'll take a sip of this. Eric is going to take a sip of my beer. Well, you, l- pour a little bit of your beer, his beer. I don't want
3: too much, because I gotta, I gotta get home later. So I don't want to take too much. I'm being responsible. Just
0: if anything happens, just blame COVID. Um, our battle this month, gents, as you know is a McDonald's McBattle McOff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With fries. Uh, <laughs> we are shaking. battling the Nintendo... Intercess- Nintendo? <laughs> wow. Entertainment <laughs> System. I, sh- I need another beer. Yeah. Uh, MC Kids, which stands for... I don't know why they have periods there. I don't know either. It should just be Mick yeah. Kids, not MC
4: yeah. Ki- Kids. Mi- MC Kids, yeah.
0: I bet you the two buddies in the game are like Mike and Charlie or something. That's probably what it is. Something like that. It says on the... Mac. Mac and... There's Mac and something, yep. Alright, we'll get there. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. kid. Ooh, that does sound good. Uh, the other game is on the Sega... Wait a minute, I have... Genesis and or Mega Drive, and it is McDonald's Treasure Land.
4: So... It is indeed, and that's actually by Treasure as well, isn't it?
0: Uh you you went there, yes. I it is by the amazing software development company known as Treasure. Treasure who brought us such amazing games as Gunstar Heroes and Radiant Silver Gun and on and on and on. Uh bang Io. So Tim, uh which one do you want to start with? Mick and Mac. So no. Mick and Mac? Okay. That's the name that's their names. I it, I wish it was Flay and O'Fish.
4: <laughs> it is not. <laughs> I, just to just to let you know guys my video has just crashed i'm just gonna restart
0: no it's perfect because i just see you scratching your forehead <laughs> paused um which one do you want to start with uh tim
3: pour me a little oh, so i get a locked. little sound in a
0: second just a little all right i'll let i'll let eric decide since tim is lost in his own let's go ethernet world let's start with mc kids mc kids which is what type of game eric go for it
3: it, MC Kids is a platformer. It is a game that is very very reminiscent of something like a Mario, what would you say, 3?
0: Oh, this is a straight Mario 3.
3: Yeah, Mario clone. 3 clone. Well, yeah, you know the Mario's a lot more than I do. Um it it is a game where you can You pick up items and you can, you pick up blocks and you can throw them at enemies. Um, You can, the the two buttons on the NES controller allow you to jump and throw. Um, There are certain interesting mechanics in this game where you can, if you run on these certain platforms, you can go upside down.
0: There's a lot of upside downing in this game. There
3: is. There's a lot of, and and it's an interesting mechanic because it does throw you off kind of gravity wise. Um, there is an overworld in this game, like Mario 3. Like Mario 3. And there's what, seven worlds? Uh, I think there's seven worlds, right? Uh, six? Is there six? There could be. Uh, I did, something like that, yeah. You I know, only we're reach in, World we're on 3. The <laughs> Playing through it. Um, and that's about, I mean, that's. Pretty much about it. In the beginning, you can choose between either character, and they both play exactly the same. So I
0: don't remember being able to choose a character. Oh yeah,
3: you can in the beginning.
0: I don't remember that because I noticed myself going back and forth between the two buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's go ahead and get a uh, let's get a video up here. That way we can we can talk more openly about it here. But okay. uh, it's clearly a game by Virgin. Yes, because the first thing you see is a plane wing going through the clouds. Says Virgin. Okay, and the uh, title screen first of all you have to wait for all of the licensing information you can't skip it right <laughs> i saw that and then if you go to the left it's one player if you go to the right two player mm-hmm. um and it's funny because it almost starts like a, a blaster master where that's a f- kids and a frog <laughs> right <laughs> they're in a tent reading a book about ronald mcdonald which is some kind of craziness already uh, every cloud in this game is a golden arch, but a cloud, a white arch. Yeah. Um, Ronald wants you to search his land for cards so he can send you to the next land, which is Birdie's land, where she's going to ask you to collect cards to send you to another land, which is Grimace's land. He's going to ask you to collect cards Yeah. to send you another land. And this sadistic clown ultimately wants, he built a whole space program, okay? Let's yeah. be honest here. Mm-hmm. You you get in a rocket ship. He sends you to the moon because somebody stole his magic bag. Right. All right. Now, I don't know if that's kind of a euphemism or what, but like, uh... he's sending kids into space on his. I'm sure multi million dollar, if not billion dollar, space program. And when spoiler alert, when you beat the game, he says, "Thanks for bringing my bag back. I'll be more careful in the future." Let's have a picnic. Yeah. Very... I just risked my life. In multiple lands, including on the moon, so you can have your bag back and we're just going to have a picnic and say, whoops, my bad. Yeah. Actually, it's funny, my daughter saw this. Yeah. I was playing some of it, and apparently, McDon- Ronald McDonald is not really uh, actively used right now, except for McDonald's Charities. That's right. Uh, she saw him and said, is that um, uh, Pennywise? Yeah. <laughs>
1: She i, I can see Ronald that Pennywise
0: from it the horror clown that eats children yep she's like oh you're playing a pennywise game first of all why does my daughter know who pennywise is i just thought of that that is that is weird my yeah. eight-year-old daughter she should not know who pennywise is um my son would definitely know who he is i don't know <laughs> if my daughter would yeah yeah and that's it she's older than my eight-year-old who yeah. who, who knew uh This game is very very Mario 3. Um, Mm -hmm. You carry blocks around, you put them in invisible places, almost like Super Mario World. That fills them in, then you can use those places now.
3: One thing that I noticed when I first loaded this game is even the background looks like Mario Mm -hmm. 3. I mean, it it is such a rip-off of that. Even the background looks that way.
0: In my opinion, a pretty good rip-off. Yeah. uh, It's definitely not as polished, um even the momentum of how you move and how there's kind of this uh weight that you have to carry back and forth but not overly so yep you can it's a little more floaty than mario 3 but pretty close yeah they were really aiming for mario 3 when you finish a level there's a little dance at the end except it's a high five with your buddy rather than the star going up and you walking away uh the overworld map gives you kind of a false sense of choice um but you can go between levels you've already beaten, but you can't go further until you... It may, again, like Mario 3. Yep. Um, the levels are pretty cool. A lot of them go vertical. You can climb up trees. Uh, sometimes what you need to collect the cards that are in these levels are up trees. Yeah. Sometimes there's hidden uh, springs when you pull up blocks.
3: You basically have to find the card in the level, and it could be hidden anywhere. It doesn't have to be deep in the level. It could be somewhere up high or low. I mean, they, they do vary where the card is so it's it's part of it's almost like a hide-and-seek game like they they put the card somewhere on the level and you have to find it
0: there's a lot of exploration sometimes there's more than one card in a level Mm -hmm. sometimes there's no cards in a level that's right um and what i love about this is that you basically have to go in and out of levels and backtrack and uh try to find things and there's secrets with lots of one-ups um there's all kinds of stuff you do in this game. Yep. Lots of replay, I would think. Uh, if you want to try to beat the game with every single card, you can beat it without getting every single card.
3: No, and that's pretty much what I did. I didn't. As soon as I had enough cards to leave the level, I left the level.
0: And what you don't realize when you do that is, uh, a lot of times in the later levels, they'll yeah. be like, like you'll eventually get to Hamburgers, la- hamburglars Land, and they'll be like, "I need all six hambler- burglar cards." Well, what you didn't realize is that hamburger cards, burglar. I can't say that word. Are actually sprinkled throughout the entire game They're not okay. just in his land So okay. at that point you actually have to go back To all the other levels and find his cards um, At that point I did look at A uh, thing that at least told me what levels Those cards are in so I didn't have to go through Every level Yeah. But that adds longevity if it was a you know a newer game To you um, There's these cool bonus stages Where, here it is right here Yep. Where you, uh, there's four blocks And they go up and down And one block will light with an up arrow and you jump on it and if you don't jump there quick enough, or if you jump on the wrong block, it'll take you down. And you got to raise these blocks up till you can get to uh, a little zipper. And these zippers are also in the levels as secrets. Hmm. And you'll see a little zipper door. Um, and I found these on lots of levels. And they take you to places. You'll see one here shortly. Uh, when you get to these zippers, you press up. And you'll go unzip it and walk through it and end up in a special part of the level. Here you go. And, uh, for example, here it takes you to five one-up blocks. Uh, even the one-up blocks are interesting because you can pick up a block when you're on top of it by reaching down and pulling it up. Or you can jump next to it, push against it, and grab it from the side. And so, like, this level it's almost like a puzzle where you have to grab them the right way, otherwise you can't get all five one-ups.
1: Gotcha.
0: Um, also, like Mario 3, if you are on in a world, if you will, and you lose all your lives, you just kind of restart that world over. You don't start the whole game over. That's nice. And there's also a couple levels where you can go in there and spam for lives. You know, um, I found a level later on where there's right off the bat, there's two one ups right next to each other. But when you grab both of them, you die. Well, you do that over and over and over again. You'll keep gaining a surplus life. And so I'd go back there and fill up my lives. Um, Did Tim ever
4: join us back in the video?
0: I hear, I hear uh, Tim doing things.
4: I'm, I'm here, but I'm not back on the video. I don't know if you can re invite me.
0: I mean, you didn't ask if you want to. No, I um,
4: do <laughs> Come on back.
1: Come on, Tim.
0: All right, I'm sorry. Here. I was I was so excited talking about McDonald's. I know, that's cool. Um Here he comes. Here he comes. There he is. So,
4: did you play this one, Tim? Uh I played it. Um, I got to be honest with you. I found it quite frustrating really um yeah yeah I, I think it probably shows my achilles heel with um with uh, uh, platformers um that it, 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 it's it looks it looks like a great game and all that sort of stuff and i understand you guys really enjoy it um but i just kind of find it a bit fiddly there's there's so much going on and there's so much hidden in the game um that so, i it's find great. Put, yeah, it, ma- it does make it great but for me i like a game where i can just kind of like pick it up and play it and understand it and go for it um whereas this one to me is like there seems like a lot of backwards and forwards yep um and like, like you said you know you didn't realize that you had to pick up uh, uh, the Hamburglar cards and those sort of things and uh for me, I find that a bit frustrating. Uh, maybe it's just me with this game. Uh, maybe I'm just really bad at platformers. I don't know. But uh, I, I like the game, but for me, playing it, I found it a bit fiddly um, and a bit cumbersome at times.
0: Um, Do you enjoy Mario Three?
4: Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't mind it. Um, it's, but you it's don't not love one- it it's not it's not a game i go to all the time um perhaps this is why i don't you know i i I got on with it i was able to play it a bit um but i i kind of like yeah there's there's just maybe i like a platformer that's a bit more linear um whereas this one's kind of like there's so much going on um, oh yeah there's puzzle elements blew my tiny mind (laughs) so you're saying Uh, that the
0: best game potentially ever made but definitely made on the super or on, on the nintendo is not a good game <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's for, for me personally i think it's it's a it's a it's a great game but for me personally i just uh, you know with with the time that i've got to play games and all that sort of stuff at the moment i didn't didn't quite get on with this one as well as i did all with right. the other game
0: well there's a uh, the last thing tim will ever say on my show uh <laughs> no <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not my show. Um, this, yeah, that's. I mean, that surprises me. I, I really enjoyed this. Um, I don't think it's as good as Super Mario Three. Um, but I, I, yeah, I really love this game. It lacked a
3: I, bit, a little bit of polish of Mario Three, but
0: um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not Mario Three. I
3: enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I'm, I, I got a bit. I'm a bit with Tim that I'm just not very good at NES platformers like this. I mean, my wife's good, great at the first Mario, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not great at them. I don't know why, but I'm not. I like playing them, but I'm not great at them. Yeah. So this one was a challenge. I mean, I got to World Three, and I the beginning of World Three, and I was like, well, I just. First of all, there's no there's no real way to save. I mean, you have to play this game all the way through.
0: Yeah, and I actually did restart it multiple times because the first three times I played it. Yeah. I got to World 1, then I got to World 2, then I got to World 3, just having to shut that in NES off each time. Yep. And finally, I started in the morning and just worked at it throughout the day until I beat it.
3: Yeah, and I, I did not have, I was not able to devote that kind of time to this. So I only got, I didn't even get, I got to the beginning of 3, and then I
0: just gave up. Uh, I, know, I think it's really cool. It's no, not, I
3: like the game, though. So, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't want to say I didn't like it. I did, in fact, I was surprised how well it was done for a McDonald's game.
0: And I'm surprised how well it did at teaching you things and holding your hand. Mm -hmm. And you would learn things on level world three. Yeah. That you're like, oh, I get it now. I remember seeing that before, but I didn't know what to do with it. I'm going to go back to that level and figure out how to get that secret. Because now I know holding this brick, if I jump on a large spring, I jump three times higher if I had the brick in my hands. Yeah, And now you have to go back and it's almost Metroidvania in that way where you learn something. You're like, all right, now I can go back and, and play through it all.
4: Um, what I can really appreciate with this game is that if you think about it back in the day, yeah, for an NES game, this is huge because there's so much to it um, and, you know, you spend your 30, 40 bucks or whatever it was at the time um, and it's a game that you're going to get a huge amount of value out of and it's, it's you know, it's, it's a polished, it's a nice game, don't get me wrong. It's it's really, it, you know, it's it's very good but for me personally right now, um, you know where we are. I, if it's, it's there's just too much for it for me um, <laughs> to actually sit down and, and get the most out of the game. So I'm not going to say it's it's rubbish because I didn't like it. Blah blah blah. That's not. That's clearly not the case. It's clearly a a great, well designed game. Um, but for me personally, it's just too much of a time investment for me to go and sit sit through yeah. and play, and and really get get the most out of the game. Um, so that's I you know that that's just my that's my take on it
0: okay I mean yeah gotcha yep probably took me five hours um once I figured out what I was doing so yeah the uh I was just looking at this and I was feeling something now when you end the levels Mm -hmm. they end with this gate that's horizontal with a little m that goes back and forth and you try to hit the m if you can hit the m you get uh, basically they're m's but they're coins kind of yeah uh, for the whole distance anyways and it reminded me a lot of Super Mario World at the end when you try to hit the the bar on the vertical gate yeah and I just checked it out while Tim was talking because I saw that and sure enough this game was actually released two years after Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo okay so that explains why not only does it have killer Mario 3 uh, inspiration but it's also got Super Mario World inspiration. Yeah. Which I felt that, playing it. Cool. Now, it's not as good as Mario 3, definitely not Super Mario World, but, I mean, you're digging here, you're doing all kinds of cool stuff. Yep. You guys can tell I'm more smitten with this than you are.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> all right. No, it's, it's great. It's good that you got, you got a real passion for the game, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, it's, it's good. Uh, Except one thing that I did find odd over here was that this game was a virgin interactive game. Um, but it was actually published by Ocean Software over here. So I think that probably had something to do with, I don't know whether there was a crossover at the time where Virgin actually had the Sega um, licensing right over here in the UK, um, initially with the Master System. And I think originally, uh, initially with the, with the mega drive and then it switched over to sega fully over here in the uk um so i don't know whether there was a bit of a conflict of interest there or not um but um yeah it was it was published by ocean over here uh, got
0: their grubby hands on everything
4: yeah, yeah exactly yeah it <laughs> could be that they just had the the rights to um you know and the wherefore to publish Nintendo stuff whereas Virgin Interactive obviously didn't so maybe they just pumped it out onto the Ocean label cuz it was just convenient for them both at the time
0: gotcha so out of well how are we going to make this interesting out of trying to get more creative we always do number scales there's got to be I don't know how to rank this. It's a
4: different
0: I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get. Okay, out of, out of a twenty-piece chicken nugget meal. Okay, how many chicken nuggets does this game get?
4: Uh, I'm gonna go with twelve. I th- I think it's it's an absolutely brilliant and solid game, but it's just one I personally didn't get on with.
0: All right, Eric. I think I'd probably give it a.
3: Fourteen? Okay. I think I'd give it a fourteen.
0: And I will give it a seventeen McNuggets. Wow. With hot and spicy sauce. Awesome. Um, yeah. All right. Simple enough. The gauntlet has been thrown down. We move now to the Sega Genesis and or Master System. And we're going to play McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure by Treasure. And there they are. With Every time I see that logo load up, I just get excited. Yeah. <laughs> Uh so Tim do you want to try to explain this one now that you have visual contact?
4: Yep, so um this one is uh, uh, uh you know an action platformer um you play uh Ronald McDonald um and got to uh, run through the land and collecting all the bits and pieces as normal. Um or you got to, uh, Pennywise, a Pennywise as my daughter yeah. calls him. <laughs> yeah.
3: Chubby uh, Chubby a, Pennywise. try and find
4: all the <laughs> hidden pieces of the treasure map. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I kind of got into this game a little bit more than MC Kids. Um, it was just probably a, a little bit more along the lines of platformers that I'm kind of used to um, on the on the Mega Drive. Maybe that's part of the reason, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I, I got on with this one a little bit better. How about you guys?
3: Yeah, I mean, I... I, I... I think I spent about the same amount of time on each one, so I gave I gave them both a fair shake. Um, the one thing about this game is that you have three buttons: one does your um, jump, one does shoot. Magic. Like, yeah, he a, shoots a
0: kazam magic bullet. I oh,
3: I ahead. thought it was cholesterol that he was shooting, <laughs> but maybe it's magic. I'll give it. Uh, I'll say it's magic. And then the other one was a scarf, which I didn't know is until that a I scarf. Until I read the instructions, I did not know it was a scarf, but it is I a didn't scarf. Know that. I thought it was like some kind of weird umbrella or something, but it is a scarf. But it, you use it to
0: it only shoots vertically above you.
3: It only shoots vertically above you and you have to grab these gold rings that um there's like little rectangular rings. Those are the those are your anchor points. They allow you to pull
0: yourself up onto platforms above you. Yep,
3: and you grab. You're basically going around levels, grabbing gold, shooting enemies with cholesterol. I mean magic, and you're collecting things. And the, these you have these jewels on the bottom, which are your, is your life meter. But when you fill up your flowers <laughs> all the way, it actually dumps those into your life.
0: How oh, is that? How that works? Yeah, I never understood the flowers.
3: Yeah, when you collect all the flowers, it then just when you collect the next one, it jumps in
0: and adds another gem for your life. So it's just a crazy big life meter, basically. Yep. Uh, this game is very colorful. Yep. Uh, it looks almost actually the background levels look kind of angular and uh, 3D shaded, almost like Sonic. Yep.
4: Yeah. I was uh, going to say that it's very very Sonic esque, isn't it? Yeah, it's really pretty. Um, Parallax
3: scrolling. Uh, they have shops. Mm-hmm. So you can collect gold, little bags of gold, and you can go into shops and add more flowers, add more gems, um, and you can just buy other stuff to help you along in your
0: quest. So let's be honest, this game has nothing whatsoever to do with McDonald's. It does not. You're right. Except other for the fact the characters. That you become Ronald McDonald, but if they would have taken him out and at the end of each level you didn't save one of the Ronald's friends, yep, this has nothing to do with McDonald's. That was absolutely pasted on after the fact when they got the license mm-hmm. um i, think I that's would also true. say this game is visually very interesting they have a lot of unique levels that all feel very different even though the gameplay is a platformer mm-hmm. with uh, some shooting kind of elements just the way the levels are designed every level feels like it's a different version of the game it's not like more it's never more of the same right There's levels that are very vertical. You're doing a lot of pulling up on rings. There's levels where the train is moving around and you're trying to, like, stay on them. Um, uh, It's it's a really good, really varied game. But it also is, while interesting, Mm -hmm. I would also say it's very easy.
1: It's
3: very easy, except, I mean, there were certain levels that are frustrating. I didn't like, actually, this part, where you're
0: hiding behind certain elements. I hated that. So that's a very Genesis thing. That's kind of like the Genesis Aladdin. Yeah, you're
3: right. You're right.
0: I think it's... Honestly, Tim, maybe you have some insight into this. I feel like British developers do that a lot. I think that's kind of a um, European mindset um, because I've noticed a lot of games from Virgin specifically or Amiga games will do that.
4: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean... uh... I think this one's probably maybe more suited to to my taste. Maybe it's more of a European style game, whereas MC Kids is sort of like more the more the American style. I, I don't know, but um, yeah, I wouldn't. I I, think... I
3: I didn't consider this easy. I thought it was somewhere between medium and hard. To be honest, when you <laughs> get to the later levels, um, I thought this I was much
0: what, what easier this... than MC Kids.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would go along with that because I think I'd say that I, I'd too. Yeah, further into this one than I did with with MC Kids, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, like I say, it kind of like suited more my my style of gameplay. I think, um, I think I got on, got got on with this one definitely better.
0: Um, what is interesting about this? At the end of every world, if you want to say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, for, oh, sorry, I, I, we're looking at a video now where there's this water world. And Treasure just does cool visual things. Like, they have this huge water spout that's pushing Ronald into space. Yep. And all of a sudden, he- your goal is to move back and forth and dodge things that are coming at you. Even though it's still using the same platform engine, they're able to do completely different tricks that make the game feel different. Yep. Um, yep. There's there's parts where you're riding across lava, or here's a train that's scrolling. It's an auto-scrolling level, and you're jumping between sections of the train. Um and so many you know every level has new sprites and new characters and tons of stuff, tons of programming and sprites going on um but I did find it interesting that every boss at the end of every world did something that I've never seen in a game before since um here's a part where trapeze people are trying to capture you, and when they capture you, it drove me crazy um (laughs) ballerinas you jump on like bunny rabbit ballerina this game was weird we didn't talk about this This game is weird weird. it
4: is weird you're right it went weird on this level for sure it's like all of a sudden you you start off that level you're sort of like walking through and then all of a sudden the screen just goes black and then the next thing you know there's just like a big row of these ballerina rabbits or whatever it is and you've got to you've got to work out what you've actually got to do you jump on those and then you jump from the next one um, and then if you fall off, you've got to make sure you have a balloon to get back up again, and... oh, It it's really becomes like a,
0: yeah, like a timing puzzle. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. you defeat your enemies, and they start crying. They keep crying. <laughs> um, but what's interesting about these bosses, I don't know if you noticed this, and it wasn't obvious to me, all these bosses will shoot these laser beams at you. So you naturally think, I'm going to run away from the laser beam. Beams are bad. No, you literally have to let the enemy, the boss... Like Take your gems, i.e. your health from you And when they pull the gem up They start chewing on it And while they're eating you can attack them and hurt them yep. Yeah, Yep. That being said, the bosses were very easy Once you learned that Yeah, you gotta
3: let them take your gem away like, yeah. like shoot that beam And then they're vulnerable right after that beam Once I learned that I was able to beat a couple of the bosses
0: Pirate shit levels with penguins uh, This level is a lot of grabbing hooks While they're moving Haunted house kind of a maze level. I mean, looking back on it, there's a lot going on here. These cool underwater levels with like squids and um, asteroids that eat you. It's it's bizarre. It is bizarre. Um, but I had a blast with it. I really enjoyed it. It's yep. pretty. It's fun. And it's one of those games. Oh, <clears throat> the little mini games of Tetris. The mini game is cool. Yeah, it is cool. So you can choose. Sometimes you go to a shop, but sometimes you also end up at this mini game. It's like, do you want to pay 2,000 coins to play a mini game? And it's straight up columns from, um, like, Sega Columns. Yep. And if you get three matches of three of any icon, you get that icon. So three M's gives you a free life. Or, I'm sorry, a free continue. Three Ronald Heads will get you a free life. Uh, Three gems get you a gem. You can get more balloons. You get more uh, whatever these stars are. I can't remember. But there's a full-on, like, Columns game in the middle of this game. Yep. And it's actually pretty good. Yep. I agree. Um, so anyway, and this last boss was uh, actually pretty fun. So,
4: did anyone uh, else get confused by those two big frogs? I think it was uh, either the second or the third level. Um, I was working out. What do I, how, how do I kill these? How do I kill these? I can't. Get, and ah, right. Actually, they're uh, they're there to help you. <laughs> they're,
3: they're, you just got to jump on top of them. Yeah, I did I the same, that,
4: Yeah.
0: I did the same thing with the frogs. I was trying to avoid them, and I did also with those ballerinas we talked about. I just kept jumping yeah. between them and just dying. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, cool. All right. So, what are we? What are we
3: rating this out? Same, right? Same 40? thing. Twenty McNuggets. Twenty McNuggets. I'm gonna put barbecue sauce on it this time. Though. All right, barbecue sauce. Um, I'm gonna give this one a
0: fifteen. Okay, so it wins the battle for you. Wins the battle for me. Yep. By a smidgen. Tim. Tim.
4: Yep, um, I'm gonna go with sixteen. I really enjoyed. This you one. did really like, okay? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's, it's it's definitely more along my my style of uh, platformer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. And, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with the barbecue dip as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, no, they don't do HP over there. Um, that that's actually kind of sound good. Chicken nuggets with HP sauce. Um, I. Loved this game as well. Uh, I loved the wackiness. I loved being able to play this game for like three hours and play straight through it. Yeah, it wasn't hard. No, it was not a hard game. Um, I did have to look up a couple things, mostly with the bosses, because that I was like, well, I can't hurt the thing, and it just was a weird for me to let him take my health so I can attack him. Um, I loved. I mean, Treasure makes cool, fun, interesting, unique. They control well. Mm -hmm. It's great. Um, That being said, I don't think it has a lot of replayability. I think it's very linear. That kind of doesn't give it the edge to me. Okay. Um, But I still love it. Colorful, fun, exciting. Didn't need to have Ronald in it. And uh, we saw some other versions of the rom we didn't talk about that actually showed, like, hamburgers and fries instead of flowers and balloons. Yeah. Which would have made a lot more sense. Yep. I'll give it 16 nuggets, so... I, the, McKids uh, edges it out for me because the gameplay is just so much tighter and more interesting. But this game is visually and uh, it's visually more interesting, and it's cool. It's awesome. So we have two for Treasureland, one for McKids, right? Yep. Cool. But they're—I mean, all of them are—they're
3: both pretty high. My—the big surprise to me was they were both McDonald's theme game, which you. I, even back then, I would have just disregarded this. I'd have been like, yeah. uh, "Whatever, yeah. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this." But they're both really good games,
0: and it's funny because when I was a kid, I remember specifically going through Nintendo Power, yeah, and seeing like a eight page article on Mick Kids, yeah. with all the maps and stuff. And I wanted that game so bad; It just looks so cool, yeah. And I, if honestly, I would not have been disappointed if I got it. No, so
3: I think that if you finished all the Mario's and you had this hunger for platformers, Mick Kids would be a fantastic solution to that.
0: There you go. Awesome. Tim, closing argument. Why do you hate McKidd so much?
4: I have no idea. I'm <laughs> not hating on the game, man. <laughs> <laughs> no it's 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 a good it's a great game um it, it's just probably uh, you know like i say doesn't doesn't really suit my style probably a bit too much going on for me i'm a bit simpler in in my platform as i like things sort of like spoon fed <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah no i i again i i completely agree normally you've got sort of like a license platform and you pay a lot of money to get the license and the game is kind of secondary it's more you know that they want to just pump a game out just to just to cash in on the license Um, whereas I think these two are good examples of um, licensed uh, games that have a really good solid games Um, so yeah I was I was impressed and obviously you know I think Treasure did a really good job with the with the Mega Drive version um and uh, you know uh, the the uh, virgin interactive did did a good job with the nes version uh, which i can see again would be attractive at the time because you want good value for money you want a game that's gonna gonna last you a long time with lots of different things in when you're spending your 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 money your hard-earned money at the time so your pocket money or whatever it may be so i can see that's that's an advantage of mc kids it's a, it's a big old game for the nes
0: and it, uh, we kind of talked a little bit off the air about it, but there is a sequel to MZ Kids, um, which I actually owned at one point. I'm kind of kicking myself for selling now, but on the Genesis, called um, it was called Mick and Mac Global, Mick and Mac. Global, yep. Global Gladiators.
4: Gladiators, yep. and the I'm
0: same buddies
4: got on the Amiga as well.
0: Uh, so, uh, so I'm going to show you guys this really quick. Really quick, um, there's a game. If you look up McDonald Land. Like this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, those old Ronald McDonald commercials are creepy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, McDonaldland, C64. Look at this game. Yep. I, I didn't realize this. This is Commodore 64, uh, MC Kids. Yep. MC uh, Kids. I, I, I look, read about that, yeah. I
3: didn't play it, it, but
0: I did read about it. Look how floaty it It looks awful.
3: It looks very floaty.
0: Oh my gosh! And it's slow and it's floaty. I wouldn't say it looks
3: awful, but it does look like it plays awful.
0: Correct. Actually, graphically, it looks like stills look good.
3: Graphically, it looks great. It looks almost like the NES version, but it's very slow. It's very floaty.
0: And now let me take the word Amiga, (laughs) and put that over Commodore 64. And here's the the McDonald Land on the Amiga. Awesome. And this game looks like really stylized it actually looks like it plays fairly well uh, I still think the n e s just by looking at this um like what I like about it is uh so so watch this guy he's he's getting his his m's you know same yep. game but look how he grabs um look how he grabs boxes right to if he, he should grab this one I think yeah. He puts it like under his arm. Yeah. Instead of raising it over his head like Nintendo, he just puts it under his arm and like chills and like walks around with it. Um, but it's the same game, but it looks a lot yeah. better. I like the
3: hair. I like that guy's hair better in the NES version because it's got that that fade looking.
0: It looks in the NES version, it looks like a kid and play. Yeah. It's that's got that what big, I mean. like, that's super I tall, it. flat top. Yeah. That's
4: why I like it. Much more 90s look, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, So anyways, I didn't realize... But the only problem with the Amiga version is look at this creepy Ronald just staring at you in the corner. Yeah,
3: I don't like that.
0: Now that looks like Pennywise. I I agree with that. Um, Cool. All right. Boys, that is another episode of Pixel In, the world's number one retro gaming podcast according to the three people that are currently on it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Any final thoughts?
3: No, I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> I'm sleepy. <laughs> Stop it, Grandpa. I'm so many hours beyond my bedtime, I'm ready.
0: Tim, I like your battle of the systems. I don't know if you saw it, Eric. Mm, no. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and call it. Let's use Tim's. Okay. Although I'm going to yeah. expound upon it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um. Can we've done this in the past. Can you switch
4: the video back, Cody? What's that? Can you switch the video back, because I've just got the screen share at the moment.
0: Oh. <laughs> go ahead and...
4: There we go. There
0: we go. <laughs> um... So, when we do Battle of Systems and we find short games, remember we did Tetris? We did like four versions of Tetris? Yes. So, long story short, Battle of the Systems, Gal- he, Tim put Galaga-style games. I'm going to put Galaga clones. Okay. Uh, I think we should do more than two, because these will take literally ten minutes to learn how they play and make a decision.
3: Some of these are my favorite. I, yeah. did, I did read this earlier, yeah.
0: So, here, Tim's idea was Galencia on the Commodore yep. 64. Mm-hmm. Great, more modern Galaga game. Brilliant game. Uh, and Galaga Deluxe on the Amiga.
3: Which I love. That's one of my go-to games on the Amiga. I love it.
0: I want to throw up uh, Gap Plus, the arcade, okay. ROM, which was yeah. like the third Galaga. Okay. And I also want to throw out Galaga 88 or 90 if you're in the States on the PC Engine or TurboGrafx-16 that's, in that's the States.
4: That's a good one, too. Sounds good.
0: Alright,
3: we'll do
4: it. Uh, so that, that's actually on my um, on my, P, um, on my yep. PC engine mini, the core cool graphics mini. So that's cool.
0: Yep, the eighty eight. Yep, and then six good games. Uh, we have two suggestions. Still, zombie games has been hanging out there. Yeah, and then racing games has been hanging out there. Unless you guys have any other ideas,
3: battle for battle of the systems. I mean, I would love to do top down racers. Ooh, of some ooh, of specifically top down. Yeah, because I mean, r- opening up to racers is too much. I think, but. I'd have to think of which top-down racers, but I would love to do that. Supercars I love top-down racers.
0: Amiga. Yeah, I knew that was coming.
3: Supercars <laughs> on the Amiga. I mean, Micro Machines on the NES. Super um, Off-Road. Super Off-Road. That's Sprint. isometric, right? Indie Heat. Yep. Uh,
4: skid Marks. There's lots of them.
3: Yep. Ooh, that might be a good one. Skid Marks versus uh, Off-Road or something. Hmm.
4: Let's think about it. We'll think about that
0: one. Yeah. All right. All right, gents. We're going to do this in unison, right? Yep. Until next time. It's, it's dangerous, dangerous to go alone. Thank you again for listening. You can find episode information and show notes online at pixelguiden.com. Please follow us on Twitter at pixel underscore den, And you can also follow Eric at the project. That's D-U-H project. You can also follow Cody on Twitter at Oddball49. That's O-D-D-B-A-1149. Please leave a review to help get our podcast listed higher up on the show rankings. We would also love to hear from you with any comments or input. So hit us up on our email at podcast at pixelguiden.com.